welcome! Holy shit! It's yet another Asar to steer her by! We're doing all the podcast that we listen to Voyager. I'm broken again. Wow. This is like two intros in a row where I, I've just lost my mind. Do you want to try again? I don't care. Oh, all right. <laughs> did I keep it in last time? I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I don't stop. I don't do clean breaks. Mm. I just keep talking and then you're, you're stuck with whatever I've said. That works. All right. So hey, we're here. We're doing all the Star Trek watching. This week we're on The Voyager. We're watching two Voyager episodes. They are Lifeline and The Haunting of Deck 12. Okay. Of course, this is your spooky host, Ames. I don't know what else to say aside from spooky. Uh, this is this is your very milk toast host, <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> the Monster Mash. Jake. <laughs> he did it. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash, my dude. Okay, totally pretend I'm doing a sick Vincent Price impression. Good. This is Chris. <laughs> and I'm Spooky James. Spooky again. Spooky I am also James. spooky. We are all spooky here today. I really <laughs> <agree. laughs> uh, you know what's less spooky is Lifeline. Lifeline's an episode. We're going to talk about it right now. Dr. Zimmerman, we know that guy. We saw him in that... DS9 episode with the Bashirs. He was a creep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dr. Z, wow. And he's here. He's dying like, whoa, of acute subcellular degradation. Who knew? Probably Bashir. He would have helped. But no, you had to fuck his life. So Barkley's here, though. And he decides, hey, I'm going to send an email to the Voyager to let EMH know for some reason. Is he doing this for all of Dr. Z's creations or what? Barkley, who are you doing no, this No, probably just the EMH, because like he considers him a friend. Because He's all never the time. met him. I know that, he's but he spent a lot him. of time with him in the holodeck, remember? Fuck you, Barkley, you weird prick. Well, listen, he's Barkley. All right, continuing with the, with, the, with the intro. EMH, however, he's having a slow day, so he decides, hey, I'll cure the disease in my spare time. It's kind of like the phage, some Vidian thing. Like the Vidians we mentioned last week. Continuity. Uh, let's shoot the EMH over the Pathfinder transmission thinger like they, they've set up and let him go help his creator. This can only be a good idea. Or it's not very a good idea because Dr. Z is a stubborn old dingbat and he says, I won't let an obsolete Mark I treat me no matter how many light years you've journeyed. I'd rather die than face this embarrassment all over again. You know all the other Mark Ones are scrubbing in poop mines or something now, right? And EMH says, oh, that's kind of sad. Am I the only EMH Mark I still doing medicine? And he's like, yes, and fuck you. <laughs> You're the only one who's not just tossing urinal cakes. So Troy comes over so Marina can have a cameo and pretend she's a counselor or something. But even she gives up on getting these two to cooperate. <laughs> and yells at them. <laughs> she's a great counselor, guys. And suddenly, oh no, the EMH starts glitching out. Only Dr. Z can save him. But Dr. Z says, no, fuck it. Let's just pull whatever the opposite of a Dr. Sung is and let, and let everything with my face die. My face is done in this world. No more of this face. And his hollow assistant, Haley, who's a little hologram program, is like, is that what you feel about all holograms? You know, I'm right here. And sends him on this guilt trip and it's like, oh no, I've been a giant hypocrite. So he goes and fixes the EMH and it was super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it turns out he was only glitching because Barkley set him up like that to coax Dr. Z into spending some time with him. You know, he couldn't turn down some kind of puzzle to solve, so he did it. And now he and EMH are BFFs forever because now he's cured. Iguana's all around. The end. Jerks. They're all <laughs> jerks. They're both jerks. Kirk is a jerk. Mm. Kirk is a jerk. Mm. That iguana had amazing comedic timing, and mm-hmm. I loved him. I don't know how they trained it to say words like that, though. That was pretty It was pretty cool. impressive. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. The actor iguana? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent iguana acting. Yeah, so let's just to get this out of the way. Okay. Zimmerman has definitely fucked that fly, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> There is an unfortunate non-zero chance, yes, but not certain. <laughs> what was the fly's name? Roy. Roy. There's All right, a- Roy, you're going in. No. Oh, that's that's how it works. Why no. not? Oh, I, but, I, but in like his urine. No. Well, I was a butthole, but whatever, whatever floats your boat. I do kind I mean, of. None of this. Just to be clear, none of this floats my boat. I do like the idea, though. All joking aside, that he may have accidentally nearly eaten him more than once. Just, you know, fly, 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 God damn it. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, if you eat a holographic fly, you just turn it off and turn it back on again in a different spot. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they can make themselves non-corporeal. They could just fly. Yeah, they they do that all the time. Kitty fried action. Yeah. Like, holograms have, like, reached into people's chests and grabbed their heart and stuff. Kalima. The evil evil EMH. Now, here's the question, though. Are the non-humanoid hologram critters, do they have the same mental capacity as, like... The doctor or or his assistant? Or... I'm, I'm assuming no, because they seem to be explicitly designed to be a representation or like a kind of weird version yeah. of well, Roy... what he's trying to do. Roy's technically a literal bug. Yeah, like yeah, a surveillance. Right. So he might be a make... little cleverer than a yeah. normal fly, but he's probably not, yeah, fully. Because like Star, Starfleet Intelligence really proving that it's an oxymoron, where they mm-hmm. asked a guy to, hey, can you make a holographic fly for surveillance purposes? First, we'll send in a guy to put in holographic emitters <laughs> yes. in, into the Tal Shiar base, and then we'll have a fly in there. It's like, <laughs> yes, you've Earth already fly. sent someone in to well, send no, a holographic I, I, I'm, I'm imagining it's some, they would do it in something where they can control like the, the Romulan delegation is going to be staying at a hotel. We're going to mm. rig the hotel. But if you can already put a holographic emitter, you you don't need a fly to do the spying. Yeah, you just you've have already a fucking got, recording you've device. Already got physical <laughs> access to the location. Yeah, but but can your cameras hidden in the lamp and microphones fly inside the anuses of the, <laughs> the Romulans? This is, this is true. I just picture there's someone at Starfleet Intelligence who unfortunately has a lot of say. And one of his agents comes in with the exact thing, like, sir, we just have a recorder. A recorder doesn't have pizzazz or flair! I mean, this is definitely a Section 31 plot. Like, this is yeah. this is some harebrained shit. Do you think what's-his-name would have come up with this one? I feel like this is that it's lower. Sloan? Sloan, yeah. I feel like Sloan would have done something a little more nefarious and yeah, this was less, like, yeah, maybe less if, odd. If Julian hadn't murdered him. <laughs> There's an idea Julian. dying Sloan had right. as his brain was yeah. shutting down. What uh, if the, what if it's a fly with the face of Hitler? <laughs> what is that Then from? it must have been a lot of fun to smack him down like the image does. Mm. That's uh, the thing. Even the fly you look really close actually looks like Zimmerman. 
Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> but like Jeff Goldblum in the fly. Yeah. <laughs> um important question. When he landed on things, did Roy leave little holographic barfs? Uh, I, could have. I mean, no reason it couldn't, because the, I mean, the holographic a... emitter set up for the whole room. Also, it's a great reason why why he couldn't, because he's a surveillance fly, and someone else would be able to go in <laughs> and find a, those barks. It's a simulate. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's how you know it was a real fly. Not that's a fake true. One. If Is they that, didn't like, leave behind oh, barks, it would be more. There's no barf here. There must have been a fake fly. Right. Damn it! You're right. That's what I think. Someone's every time I see a fly, and there's no fly barfs, I get suspicious. So that does segue to a question I had. Does it? Is literally anything in his office real the like, art the art was fake all the people were fake i'm assuming some of the furniture is real but maybe that's what i mean like i kind of wonder real. computers yeah. are probably yeah. legit i kind of wonder though like how much of it like was actually how much of that room was just a holodeck that actually would have been pretty funny if something fritz could to kind of show like like you know not necessarily the emptiness of Zimmerman's life, but like how he has, how he's isolated himself so much, you know. Like I imagine the the room they kept sort of he's not lab the that living room. quarters yeah. that was real, right? But I kind of wonder, like I would not be surprised if like ninety five percent of that right. lab was yeah. hologram. When later, when he's going through like his last will and he's like, I would like to donate my art. He's like he's like interacting with the shelf, yeah, and like the stuff on the shelf. So like. The whole shelf is probably fake. There's no reason yeah. for the for it to be a real shelf at that point. Man, what's sadder? Being Reg Barkley or having Reg Barkley be your only friend? Being Reg Barkley. <laughs> I do like that they did, like, I guess that was a callback to the episode where the doctor hallucinates Barkley. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's... So Barkley really did work yeah, with Zimmerman. So, yeah, so right. it's now like officially established that well, Barkley and Zimmerman work together. I, I thought that the... So there's that episode, which is a little weird, where the Doctor hallucinates Zimmer Zimmerman yeah, as, being, as looking yeah. like himself and also Barkley. Because it seemed like Barkley wasn't working with Zimmerman until Barkley started doing Pathfinder stuff. Like... But I'm probably, maybe no, maybe I'm just wrong on that. I don't know about that. No, it sounds like hasn't he possibly been doing Pathfinder stuff for a long time? Because it seems like they'd been failing at it for a while. Zimmerman is a non-Pathfinder. Right? No, no, no. I know that. No, so I guess I think he's just on him because he likes holograms. Yeah, I guess I'm just confused about when and where. Barkley's a busy boy. Yeah, Barkley and Zimmerman. I'm assuming that like so like Barkley, it makes sense that he would get involved in holography because he is a hollow addict a hollow addict yeah probably and he's, not, and he's good at it but probably not yeah. the best environment for no recovering from no that just because addiction. you're a really good chemist once you're addicted to heroin you probably shouldn't work at the heroin production yeah facility. i'm surprised when troy got it the call from him it's like oh i need help with this hologram situation i'm having she was like ah oh, god damn it well, she did try to foist him off yeah, she, yeah. Did try she was. To do a voice. She was like, "Oh, I know." It was like Jinzo or something like that. It's like, "Oh, I know a Doctor Jinzo on Earth who's really good." And Barkley was like, "Well, Deanna, I need the best." I yeah, that's why I said Jinzo. So give me Jinzo's number. <laughs> <laughs> Is Guinan around? <laughs> Which of you but looks most like the goddess of empathy? Is it Troy? Uh, okay, that's Jinzo. the one. Um, yeah, we we actually did last time we were talking about Barkley. We've tried to figure out his timeline and our assumption was he worked with Zimmerman in the period between the Enterprise D blowing up and the Enterprise E being commissioned because he was on the E at least during the point of first contact and there was also an EMH on the E at that time yeah Yeah. so the EMH Mark 1 was already in service so it had to be before that not yet scrubbing the poop mines no not yet in the poop mines 
Oh, did you guys notice that Robert Picardo has a writing credit on this episode? I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, he's the only cast member to have a, a writing credit since Walter Koenig. Oh, Walter Koenig. Yeah, he wrote Wessels. No, he wrote <laughs> Infinite, Vul- Infinite Vulcan. It's kind of it's kind of wild how little Ish. <laughs> little the showrunners seem to listen to the actors when it comes to like pitching ideas and stuff. Mm. Except Picardo. Picardo Except for... gets a lot in. I think it's because he just never gave up. Like he just even doesn't if, shut up. Yeah, he just kept going even even though the writers would be like Berman does not want us taking advice from actors, and then Picardo was like, yeah, but what if? And then just spit out like fifteen different ideas yeah, yeah. at the same time. I have a great quote from Picardo that I wrote down in its entirety. Let me do my best, Picardo. No, I can't. Oh, yes. I, don't, I don't have one. <laughs> well, then just do a Sean Connery impression. Oh, no. That's gotten me it's through. Worse. <laughs> he says, I play not only the doctor, but his programmer, Dr. Lewis Zimmerman. So I achieved a lifelong ambition of working with an actor who I've admired. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, course. And that was a pretty good Picardo. Of yeah. course. The hardest thing about acting with myself was coming up to my own level. <laughs> I was very demanding, but also very generous as an actor. I gave myself everything I felt I, I deserved and more. That's like that. That's like that, that Shatner in Futurama yeah. joke, you know? Yeah. Ah, oh, God, that's great. So, what a ham. Do you it. think one of the? Because we know EMH Mark One is Zimmerman. EMH Mark Two is Andy Dick. Mm-hmm. He's either the three or four Reg Barkley. At least physically. I fucking oh hope Since not. he doesn't know a lot too. of people. <laughs> Imagine, I love the idea of the image Mark IV being Barkley and they don't tell anyone on the Enterprise. So the first time they turn him oh, on, no. someone shits a brick. Which please, one? Please, uh, 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 state. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Please, please state the. Just physically, not the medical emergency. Emergency. I mean, I love Deanna Troy. Oh, no. <laughs> Was he always that fucking stuttery? I feel like yes. his stutter is turned up to ten in this episode. He was pretty stuttery, especially when he was first introduced as Reginald. Yeah, you know broccoli. As broccoli. Yes, true. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty bad. Which EMH were they kind of trying on Bashir? He was, he was supposed the first to, be, right? Yeah, he was going to be the Mark Two. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's Mark Three or Mark Four. Yeah. So like, man, did what work. a step down though. They went from Bashir <laughs> to Andy Dick. Mm. In, it it's Bash- because the Bashir one just kept seducing all the all the That's all his clients. Trying. I don't know. I like that in a good doctor. I, no, I mean, I'm a little. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. I know a doctor that lost his license and closed his practice for that. I wouldn't oh, be no. surprised Whoops. if the other Personally? if the other ones were other species. Mm. Because oh, it does seem sense. a little weird that all the EMHs. Yeah. And indeed, all of the doctors, evidently, in Star Trek up to this point, are all humans. That's true. Are. Oh yeah. yeah. That's true. Hero doctors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair. She's not a, she's not a CMO. Well, the captains mm. are humans. Oh, my God. Well, Spock was captain of the Enterprise for the beginning of Star Trek Two, And Data was a captain in that movie that time. Wasn't he? Wasn't he a captain of a ship for a minute? He was He was captain of the, uh, I don't know, the one, the... the Sutherland? Sutherland. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was, that was the one with the, the racist captain. first Well, whatever. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, in the, in the weirdest do bridge, it in the weirdest bridge they've ever had in Star Trek. A lot of railings, <laughs> just tons, just like Doctor Bashir's medical practice. Ayo. So I I liked at the beginning when they, they when they realized oh we can actually start to send messages home and mm-hmm. they were pretty excited. Only once a month though. Only once a month because they're timing it with like a pulsar. Yes, mm. um, that's some fun science. Yeah, it's, it's 
neat and weird. It's cool. Janeway's like, all right, everyone write letters, even if it's just a quick note and like kind of look down at Tuvok. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like just being like, send something. Tuvok, hello, wife, I'm still alive. Right, that's yeah. Awesome. Honestly, I can see Tuvok just being like, I'm safe. But that's also silly, though, because they're like, we have 17 hours, make it, it's like, all you have to do is, like, I assume, pop all these attachments on it. I mean, I could write a four-hour letter if I wanted, and it wouldn't affect you if you have another 13 hours to attach the damn thing. Right. And also, that like, they seem to be, like, keep it brief. I think Janeway was like, you know, it's like, make sure the letters aren't too big, because we can only send so much data. Mm. But then Unless we compress the, the doctor, which is, like, terror quads of data or whatever. Yeah, apparently they can make him a zip file, but nothing else. Yeah. I was like, you could probably send just about anything you want. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. Just tell the doctor your message, and then you have a long right. message to Yeah, bring that's over. the thing, is, like, the doctor seems to hold a vast amount of information that gets transported over, because it seems to be the entirety of the doctor, even though they say stuff like, oh, we removed your ability to sing. Yeah, you which can't dance while you I was there. a little rude to just turn that off without asking. Seven's mm. a little rude. Yeah. yeah, Seven's just like, yeah, fuck it. This is logical. Um, Singing is futile. <laughs> I have to say, though, just from the point of, I kind of hate that we now have regular contact with Earth. Mm. As you're going to say with Reginald Barkley. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, so that too. That's but no, I just like the concept of, it just, it just feels like it kind of short circuits the premise of the show. I think it's, it has to be progressing in some way. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same. We're still going home. We're still going home. There, that's it, what the that, show is about. Yeah, but I think they know at some point we're going to get home. We can't just suddenly pop home yeah. and we're there. Well, no, I think it's fine if like, yeah, in that, in the episode with Andy Dick, that was, an interesting conceit for them to make contact with Earth because there was a an ancient alien thing that let them do it. And then you had the Pathfinder episode where they had brief contact and that made sense. But now that it's like, oh yeah, no, no, we're going to just be able to chit-chat every month. Oh, I, it's, I, it's escalating. I agree with Jake. I, I think that and, and the fact is, I don't think they really use it going forward no. either. There's like another, um, there's another the Doctor ep- episode. All the episodes we see aren't on that day of the right. month. Right, yeah. yeah. But um, it's like, I think it could work, but then this episode wouldn't work in order to make it, in order to make that work thematically. Yeah. Because like, they should still feel alone. And so it's okay if you can like send like a text, you know, once a month. Like you can still be alone at that. But you can't send terror quads of data. Mm-hmm. You basically be like, you'd basically be like, we can send you literally one hundred characters. <clears throat> like we can give That's you a tweet. We, yeah, That's we can, tweet. We can give you a tweet. What a emoji month, are you going to use? And it's you important. can and you can send a tweet back, or even you can't send anything back. You know, all we can do is give you something like really tiny. And then that in in some ways that gives you the progression of they know that they know you're out there. They know you're alive. They're looking for you. But at the same time, it almost makes the loneliness worse because you have this tiny little lifeline and it'll give you like the tiniest of crumbs. And you said the title. And it's and it's like functionally useless. Yeah. Yeah, I think. If, if whenever we get to season seven, spoilers, stuff happens in season seven where they're getting home. What? I know, right? It's weird. We're I getting... only, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you keep ruining shows for me. Sorry. Um, and I feel like if we didn't have these kinds of landmark moments, what are we looking for? Bench point. Benchmark? Milestones? Milestones. That's a better word. Thank you, Caitlin. Certainly. If we didn't have these milestone moments of... We're now, we're now this close and we can do this. They state, I think Admiral Hayes says, oh yeah, we're sending some deep space mission to you. You might rendezvous in 
five to ten years. That's actually really Which, fast. Yeah, yeah where would we get that number? That was another thing. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't like that. It was going to take them 70, 70 years. years. Well, now we're down to 20-something. Well, they've done a, lot of bi- uh, done a lot of big jumps, like the slipstream once it only lasted yeah. for three seconds, yeah. but it got no, them ten years closer. They're, they're 12 years away from home. They are? Because it, because if they're sending if they're sending a deep space reconnaissance out and it's going to take five to six years to reach Voyager, that means if they're meeting at a middle point, they're twelve years away from home. Well, but there's new technology they may have missed, so the other ship might be moving faster. I no, mean, I true. agree. That's, if they're moving fair. at the same speed, yeah. but that's what I mean. Are they yeah. that? I, I like they're if, if in order for a deep space thing to meet within five to six years, they're close. That's what I mean. That's why I was like, wait, where'd you get that number? Yeah. Unless it's like. The edge of the alpha, or like maybe there, maybe it's a uh, deep space turd. I don't know. It could be. It could be a version of the Hansons where they just (laughs) screwed off to like as far you know deep space as possible, and see they were already a lot of the way there. Star Starfleet's pulling in a favor, yeah, being like whatever garbage you're doing, stop it and go meet up with the Voyager. (laughs) That was the one thing, like. That was a little weird. But I feel like that helps, though, still establish the idea that, like, you have contact, but you're still a ways off. Right. So it's, I can see where you're coming from, certainly. Like, it does feel a little different, but they're still trying to preserve this idea that, like, yeah, there's contact, but it's still... Mm. I also thought it was kind of interesting, the fact, you know, bringing up, that, like, you know, to Starfleet, it's still, oh, yeah, you have a bunch of, like, fugitives on board. Are they yeah. in your brig? Oh, yeah. And Janeway's like, signals. oh, right, that whole thing. I sort of forgot. Yeah, that was a strange scene because I thought when she was reacting kind of negatively to this message that it was about the, oh, right, five to ten years. It's still a ways off. I thought she was reacting to that news. Oh, yeah. And not the, and not the oh, how are those Maquis doing? And then Chakotay walks in and she's like, but Chakotay, I'm feeling conflicted about how we've treated the Maquis. And he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put you all in the brig. <laughs> Especially Sudi. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no, going to be some interesting, to oh, interesting conversations when 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 Admiral Hayes was like talking about casualties. Oh God! Like, oh, uh, <laughs> let me few. tell you about Seska. <laughs> Whoops. Fun story. Uh, no one yeah. saw that coming. But in terms of having a connection and that like sort of cheapening things, maybe I kind of feel like now they're open to like receive bad news. Like mm. Harry Kim's mom mm. could have terminal cancer. We don't know. Once like, he's on the doctor back to fix it. <laughs> nope. Can only easy, do that. Can only play that card once. I guess that that is kind of a, you know, they did do that a bit with the array, though, when that was intact, where it was like, hey, uh, so just, uh, could you let the Maquis know all their friends are dead or in prison? Yeah, oh, yeah I guess yeah. we Oh, P.S., the Dominion War is a thing now. <laughs> God knows if we'll still be here when you get back. Yeah, at what point is the, no, the Dominion War is over at this point. At this point, right? yes. At this point. Yeah, yeah not, not the previous like, episode. Deep Space Nine's yeah. over yeah, by yeah. now. Think, think hope, hope they uh, hope they told them that in this data dump. It's like, oh, but that war we met, it's yeah. fine now. I mean, the thing is, is if you can like if you can send the doctor like yeah like story writing wise, your space is infinite. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like yeah. it can literally be anything you want, and like that's unfortunate. I wonder at what point they know that it's going to be a seven season show. I think they at the time they probably just assumed. was that the assumption because yeah. the other shows were seven. Well, they shows? and and the actors all signed on for seven. Aha, interesting. Like that's that's I think that's what a lot of shows at the time did is they were like, all right, seven seasons that'll get you into reruns on cable and because there was like some there was some limit for like the syndication they would only syndicate shows typically of certain lengths. So you'd hmm. shoot for a certain certain length of show and you'd have all your actors locked in for it. Hmm. Huh. 
Um, here's what irritated me about this episode, and I know it's just a stupid throwaway thing, and it was only done for like a little gag, uh-huh. but Troy walks in mm, on yeah. on the doctor and Zimmerman arguing, and she says, "Now, which one of you is Doctor Zimmerman?" And I, my immediate thought is, she should know. Because she can tell which one yeah. of them's a person and which one isn't. Oh, well, and she was able and to it, recognize one of the, right. the girl hologram. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then it's like, oh, this this writer just forgot that she can detect. But also, let like her lack of powers aside, because her powers come and go. <laughs> one of them is an old man in a bathrobe. <laughs> the other is a man in an outdated version of the Starfleet uniform. I wonder which one is the EMH Mark One. Yeah. From a ship that's been stranded thousands of miles from home. Maybe was, she was just being polite. Yeah, was it her kind of joking? And kind I mean, of like, probably yeah. was. Lightening the mood, because they're obviously tense. And I am happy that Troy finally got to eat an ice cream. That's true. true. She wasn't interrupted for once. <laughs> the cat didn't come and eat it for her. She didn't get called to the bridge. She just got it's... to sit there. And enjoy the a bowl of ice cream. It's, Roy it's, didn't land on it's it. It's just a shame that it, it's like, what, what's it, like the, the flanderization yeah. of the characters where it's just like, Troy has two character traits and it's that she's eats chocolate and she's a bad therapist. So Sometimes bad. an empath and most of the time not. <laughs> she's just a bad therapist. <laughs> How could you tell? Oh, I wasn't sensing uh, emotions from you. Oh, Rich says you never do despite your many claims. <laughs> <laughs> The, the beginning of this episode had some really good uh, Janeway hollow racism, which yeah. likes to rear its ugly that head. That is now consistent. And then. What did she say? What happened? Um, she, was, she, she basically was like, You're a tool. Like you don't have a father. Yeah, it's like it's like you you might think he's you your father, or not. You, you weren't in program. our parents' discussion, so we it doesn't count. We can't just send away our like. You, you couldn't just give away your toaster <sighs> to go deal with daddy issues like. You need to stay here and be the doctor because that's literally what you are. Well, to be fair, last time she let him go off and do his own thing, he almost didn't come back. Yeah, because he, he, he was fired a, a child. Yeah, oh just, no, okay, the just, second to last it, time he almost yeah. didn't come back. Sorry. It, it just feels like it just feels like it's it's rehashing the same argument over and over, where it's like you can't do this. You're like. A toaster. Yeah, you're a toaster. And the thing is, yeah. you don't even have to have that part. The reasonable part could be, we need you around. Right, we yeah, no. not have it's a real like position. Like, Tom Paris will be fine. She, she could have even He's played. doing open heart surgery. Yeah. Like, what like, the fuck, could have played dude? into his vanity and just be yeah. like, you are our doctor. You keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And she's not wrong. Like, we don't it's trust still a, Tom with this. Yeah, it's like, you as a person are too valuable to risk death. Because we can't back you up for some reason. To go on go on a mission where, like, you know, it's like Starfleet has the best doctors, you know, we in Starfleet. We lost the backup. The backup's on Living Witness right, right now. No, I know. <laughs> you can make another backup. You can make another backup. Yeah. Tell I've been mad no all drives. week about this because we definitely didn't record this in one day. <laughs> there, there needed to be an epilogue scene where he's like... Ah, a month away from Voyager. Let's see how sick Bay is. And the doors open. There's like a goat on his desk <laughs> chewing on something. <laughs> Fucking Harry's in a cage being dangled from the ceiling like Martin in that one Simpsons. Something's on fire. Yeah, it's like the. Have you watched um, Community? And Troy walks into the room after having gotten a pizza and yeah. everything is fucking chaos. That is not yeah. one of the few episodes I've seen, but I have seen that meme. So, it's amazing. yes. That's a great episode. 
I feel like as a as a layperson in the Star Trek universe, I feel like I would just suggest for them to use a transporter to fix the cellular degradation. That's true. Because I feel like that's probably been done like a dozen times at this that, point. That that this guy a layperson. He's bragging about his sex life again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something and i jumped in with that because i had to take it while That's i could too good. you saw your opportunity very good. but i mean oh god yeah no the number of times we have brought up why not just use the magic of the transporter to fix this i mean i know you know it's just it, it seems like in theory everyone should be immortal at this point because you can just reset yourself but yeah, they reset pulaski yeah it's yeah. true from mm-hmm. old to Slightly less old. <laughs> Although, oh my god, how old was Pulaski at this point? Where we might be hitting that age, for all we know. What? I don't know how old Pulaski was when she was on. Oh no, no, Star she Trek. was she like was in her fifties. Fifties. Yeah, she oh, she were getting she'd been she'd been our age in TOS probably yeah. maybe yeah. a little younger. What? In TOS. Oh oh oh! I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, she looked terrible. Are <laughs> 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 oh, you meant T- TOS or TNG? I always yeah, forget I think about TOS. Early 50s in T- TNG, and she's, she's well, she old looked as fucking fuck great. now. Um, she looked fucking great 84. in TNG. So. There you go. She's still with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Come on. Justice for Pulaski. She could have been in Picard. There was she should a, just get her own show. It should be like ER. She has a ship, though. Pulaski. She has a ship. Yeah, great. Yeah, Whatever. Bring her back. I want USS her. USS Pulaski. So. We don't know if it's named after her, though. It could be. Who else could it be named after? Her dad. Yeah, Mr. Pulaski. Her and Mr. Pulaski. David, I was about to say that. (laughs) What were you gonna say? Her, Uh, Kyle Riker, and they banged. Yeah, I was gonna say her daddy, Kyle Riker. No, would be the USS Riker, wouldn't it? Anyway, Pulaski was banging. Yes. What the hell were we talking about? We are all over the place. So Picard is a good actor who differentiates the two characters pretty well. His voice is a little different as Zimmerman. Yeah, he does. He he definitely gruffs it up. Yeah, no, I like this. Episode. I think there was, I, I've been nitpickily, you know, it's just like there's a lot of like little goofy things with the mm. two, the two characters. Oh, yeah, they do a lot of. Com- yeah. There were so many scenes of them side by side with each other, mm. and I was like, that yeah. it's almost too, you're almost showing off too much. How what you can yeah. do with the tech? I thought it was great though. They were doing a good job. They were looking in the right direction. Yeah, they had yeah. a high level right. Because really- even with the tech, you still got to shoot it right. Yeah. The really surprising thing was when Zimmerman snatched a uh, tricorder out of the image's hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that's a whole extra... Le- like, it was enough that they had him walking behind him a couple times. And a few times you're like, yeah, the blue screening is oh, obvious. Yeah. But the, the, the tricorder grab, that's a whole nother level of complicated. Damn. Yeah, and this is definitely, like, you know, pre all of the cool tricks they can do nowadays. You know, yeah. it's like to make sure that, like, sight levels are right. And, yeah. you know, what they can or can't remove. From from the filming, yes, we just green screen your eyeball so we can put the put your pupils wherever we want. Just give you green contacts, yes. like like Miller, Miller Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it turns out just having a stand-in actor that's the same height as you is yes, probably that's mostly what they do. <laughs> probably yeah. the best way to do that. Probably. Yeah, I mean, a little, you know, it was definitely a bit on the nose in some ways. You know, very much like again, like playing up the whole child and parent thing which yeah. was occasionally a little like okay this is very tidy and neat and shit but i'd forgotten that the assistant was also a hologram yeah, yeah I, I, and it, I was like oh shit yeah that, <laughs> that was a bit of a surprise 
Yeah, I'd kind of assumed initially that, like, she was his daughter, but obviously that gets set aside pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, she kind of is his daughter. That's true. I was going to say, unless he created her, then yeah. So when Zimmerman is giving his, like, last will and he's, like, deciding who gets what Mm. and stuff, he says he wants her to stay active as long as the facility exists. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they bulldoze the facility right. the next day. When the facility closes down, like, do they just kill? They don't well, consider it well, killing, I, I'm sure. They should. Well, here's the thing, but, though, right? Like, she's going to the poop mines yeah. with the Mach 1s. <laughs> a, a, a huge, like, we know that hollow matrices and holodecks and everything, they do take up a fair amount of energy to run. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. when they remember. Um, Post-scarcity. So, there. like, that does, in, inter, like, when you have a being that is essentially immortal and can just be created all willy-nilly like the just the just the resource demands to keep these people around well, they must be getting better and better with years they, they hope so because otherwise that's going to be a problem at some point there's going to be too many if we can't if we can't just shut them down for obvious you know i mean you can't murder people reasons you, you can make the same argument for living people we can't have resources yeah but the thing is living people do eventually die yeah but we constantly replace ourselves what if basically like what if there was an accident and a thousand copies of the doctor were created oh dear whoopsie yeah all of a sudden you have a thousand sentient beings which should be considered to have rights by you know measure of a man like, no, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I know. But assume, let's let's assume that the writers <laughs> didn't decide to be huge hacks about artificial life for that's whatever old reason. testament um, trick. You like would have that. you would have just that. a thousand a thousand doctors, and you can't shut them off. You could maybe make a case for merging them, but like let's just like let's just assume they don't want. Janeway to. would well, be like, "How do about... I kill all of them?" Well, you don't want to keep at least one. No, all of them. Yeah, dead. please get all. Well, but here's the thing, though. Like, I don't think if that happened. I think the ship would shut down. Like no, I don't oh, think they sorry. would have space. I, enough. I, I, I imagine a scenario like over over on Earth, like yeah. where they've oh, got okay. where they have functionally infinite power. No, like, they, it's an, that it's an accident them, that's you, not you, a disaster. You, you wipe their memories or wipe their medical database and force them to scrub toilets. That's what Perfect. Zimmerman said that they did, Perfect. basically. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I just have this mental image of Voyager just like. With the corridors just full of EMHs, just all shuffling around, being rude to each other. <laughs> I mean, that's basically the plot of season one of Picard, right? There. <laughs> Rios had a bunch of copies. Oh, of the Rios holograms. Yeah. See, I'm thinking of there's a lower decks. Episode. One of the few fun things in an entire season of television. Uh, so with the duplers, the, oh, the duplers do that. So the thing I could yeah. I could see though, like. It, you know, on the one hand, it seems weird that, like, we've had Measure of a Man, but, like, holograms don't seem to have rights. But when you get into the ticky-tacky bullshit of law, you could totally see someone being like, whoa, 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 whoa. That case was about androids. Yeah, that's true. The, yep. This the is a hologram. The precedent, the precedent doesn't well, make yeah. not And also, like, the precedent might not even apply much beyond that exact scenario. Yeah. Uh, like, Starfleet has very little interest, clearly, in declaring artificial life, life. Yeah. So they are going to yeah. fight it tooth and nail as many times as they have to. Well, like, remember, like, the decision in Measure of a Man was that data was not property. Yeah. And therefore couldn't be forced mm. to, to report to, you know, to, to be dissected. But, like, data's circumstances are very different, 
I think, than the doctors because like data yeah. was designed as like a general purpose AI that yeah. could do anything. It just was basically a, an analog to a human brain. And said, I want to join Starfleet. Yeah. Whereas the EMH was created by Starfleet Did as he, Yeah, I was going to say, he actually pretty much well, is property. He's IP. So there was the exocomps. Weren't they determined to be considered alive? They were. So I think... I think you're definitely can start to make an argument that like if the exocomps are alive, then the EMHs would be alive. Oh, you definitely can, but I'm and just saying so you gonna... can't just so you can't just kill them. Is yeah, it alive think, versus alive with rights? Well, <laughs> s- still, even even without rights, I don't think people would be like, yeah, you can just kill the exocomps. Like it's like Starfleet, you know, supposedly would be like, no, you can't just kill cows. You know, it's like they've they've gone beyond except that know, one cow doing what he did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like supposedly they've gone beyond like you know using meat for food and whatever. So like killing things just to kill them is not good. So if you had a if you had like the holograms and like I I guess in some way you could argue that every time you turn a holodeck on and off you're like killing you know no. killing things that are at least as sapient well, as um, as an exo Janeway's boyfriend right from yeah. uh, Michael. Michael, Michael from from Fairhaven, same same thing. Oh yeah, right? totally. No, especially them. They they way cross the line. I feel like they're obviously. Yeah, mm. they got to yeah. be shut down. <laughs> no, that's no. Hey, stop! Stop being ro- hollow, Hitler. <laughs> wow, a Hitlergram. Wow, that's a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was from the Killing Game, James. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I mean, I agree. I think yeah. it is ridiculous how they treat. Or, like, how we're still having these conversations about hologram rights at this point. Mm. Uh, and that really... But it, it complicates things. Like, it's you can't use the... If, if you have yeah. to say that everybody in the holodeck is a person and you can't turn them off, then you can't use the holodeck. Right. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know? Moriarty has been imprisoned in a cube for years without trial. Um <laughs> I love that that was like actually that's gonna go on that's gonna go on the my my activity thing anyway sorry <laughs> yeah no that's a freaking awful like <laughs> is that that was that was painted as like a happy ending I'll complain about it later what about what about pup pup pup's, oh, pup's yeah. a computer program but same thing I guess it was it had its own yeah they specifically shit. didn't kill it they just let him live in the ship. <clears throat> Yeah, I feel like that's a, at least exocomp level. Like, like maybe they're not sapient with like with rights, according to Starfleet, mm-hmm. but like they're alive for I mean, sure. And you can't. And Starfleet still disproves of just killing stuff unless um, it's like a parasitic memory. I guess they're totally fine with that. That's another. What's interesting is not okay. They're having this. <laughs> they're having this conversation in the late twenty fourth century. It will not be settled by the thirty second century. Because they have the same fucking conversation about Discovery's sentient computer oh, yeah. in that show. Oh, dear. So. I tell you, I hate that goddamn computer. <laughs> <laughs> you have no rights because you're annoying! No, it's just like, that's that for me was just a bridge too far. We'll talk about it someday. Yeah, but someday. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about this fucking computer and its fucking feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when she was a one-off in a short track. Yeah, great that was episode, fine. great short track. Why did you have to be a fu- in the rest of the show? Sigh. What else on Lifeline though? There was a whole lot of like 
medical consent problems in this episode. Like, it's better that Zimmerman is alive. However, he was constantly... He's a dick. I will let him go. (laughs) He was... But he was... But regardless of all of that, he was denying... He was Mm -hmm. denying treatment over and over and over and over. And, like... Yeah, coercion. Like, and everyone was bulldozing him. Like, the doctor was, like, duplicitous about it. Like, you know, it's like... Well, not to mention that creepy fucking massage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I yeah, the massage. Not the same thing, no, that's, no, no, that's, creepy. that's, he was, he disguised himself as a, as a masseuse so that he could scan, so that he could scan Zimmerman. Like, that's not okay. Like, yeah. you're, you shouldn't just be allowed to, like, scan people without their consent. And, like, the whole time it was like, you know, Barkley was like, hey, Troy, do you want to come treat this guy who doesn't want to be treated by you? Like... It's like, the guy's allowed to say no. Mm. He should be allowed to say no. Like, I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's better that he's alive. It's, it's better to not die. But, like, you also have a right to decline treatment. Yeah, you, and, see, you see what that is? This is the future liberals want. Right, yeah. White cis heterosexual men have no rights. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, James. That, that's, Zimmerman, we're going to make you a woman now. Well, I think, I think we've had this discussion before. <laughs> This is more like Zimmer woman. Oh God! Ooh, Thanks, I, I hate should not have it. said anything. I but you're like I feel like this did come up before, where like Star Trek is very much rooted in our current society's ideas of like, of course you want to live forever. Yeah. Like if we don't, if we, if the Federation doesn't have right to die, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah, and this and this is very much a case where like. You know, it's like he, he'd accepted that this is what was going to happen. Yeah. And he was trying to live, trying to live his final moments on his own terms. Yeah. Like, if he wants a damn steak, let him have a fucking steak. He's dying. Yeah, like, shit. That was such like, bullshit. Don't, don't force a I mean, salad on the poor guy. I mean, guy. he programmed her to do that. So. Well, that, yeah, I get that. Well, then he should tricky. Uh, did he change or did she? <laughs> or did she? Did she exceed her program? Right. She, yeah. she just actually cares so about She's like. Guy. The doctor from Voyager, he exceeded his programming by becoming an artist and a musician and a photographer and doing all these amazing things. Yeah, she's a friendship. nutritionist. Yeah, she's she's just a nagging she, wife. Yes, by becoming more of a nag. Actually, that yes. reminds me that there is, there is one kind of nice thing that, that does come up in this episode, and that's that. So Zimmerman does fix EMH. In when he thinks he's glitching out, and he changes his little pro, his little opening message, his little "you got mail" message, and he says, "Oh yeah, and I can also change your your personality so that you're more compassionate and you're less of a dick, and people hate you less, and all these things." And EMH, rejecting much, jeez. And EMH says, "But I don't want those things. Yeah. I'm me." And Zimmerman doesn't force him to take that upgrade. Which is a good thing that that Dr. Zimmer, Zimmerman had more respect for the consent of the doctor than the doctor <laughs> had for well, Dr. Zimmerman. So the thing is, though, I think I agree with you, but I, I do think the thing that's missing is that it's not necessarily that, that Dr. Zimmerman wanted to die or didn't want medical treatment. He didn't want medical treatment from the EMH because... <clears throat> He was racist against EMH. Well, it wasn't even... It was... What it really comes down to is... Because he talks about how embarrassing it is to, like, have this failed product have your face. But really, the unspoken thing was the entire... The entirety of Starfleet rejected him. Because the real issue was the personality. Yeah. Which (laughs) was just him. Like, him as a physician instead of an engineer, but still just... Yeah, I laughed when EMH cracks wise about something 
And he says, I didn't program sarcasm. I'm like, he's been sarcastic since day fucking yeah, that's one. Yeah, a good point. That was actually one of the few Zimmerman, things. Zimmerman, what? <laughs> that was one of the few things he was. I think you didn't program him for it, but you based him on you, and you're a dick. Like, so what, was, what was the nickname the, the people called the EMHs? Extremely it was like, mediocre house call? Yes, yeah, and uh, emergency another... medical hotheads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's really what it came down to, is like, if it had just looked like him, but not been his personality, I think it would have fucked with his head less. But here's the thing. The, the fact that Starfleet like took them all out of commission and sent them to the shit mines, mm, yeah, <laughs> the little, shit mines. little bit of little bit of an overreaction there because I honestly they needed someone in the shit mines. I guess so. That call was, was definitely it was, made. It was like pleasing. Or it was what work was I think it plasma conduit scrubbing plasma yeah, yeah. conduit. I mean, but that thing. was that was I out know. of spite. Yeah, right. no, that that call was made by an admiral who had met him. Yeah. Well, yeah. you Him or like, one of the EMAs. Because what you do, yes, you don't you don't recall them all and then send them to the to the ship mines. And that's all I'm going to say from now on. <laughs> you recall them all. You fix the issues and you put them back in service. You don't have to build a whole brand well, new he did, Mark II. He claimed he tried to just fix the Mark One before deciding, "Fuck it, I'm just making a Mark II. Yeah, he spent like at least two days trying to yeah. fix that Mark One. <laughs> I, I don't believe. That. I think they said two Given, years. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, there's only six years of time between. Given his reaction to the doctor and and the way he was such an asshole about everything, makes me think that he didn't really try very hard. That he kind of was a take, took his ball and went home kind of yeah. thing. Like you know what, fuck it, I'm not fixing these goddamn things here. Have Andy Dick if you take that. Yeah, <laughs> take my face and go home. <laughs> I do like the idea that that's the reason the EMH Mark II was so neurotic. He's like, mm. fine, you didn't like him, have this asshole. Give you the opposite. The Mark III is actually just Reg, because he's just making them more and more fucking neurotic. <laughs> the Mark IV is just Woody Allen. Ugh. Yeah, without the... Ew, yeah. Ugh. Weird. So, like, also Barkley? <laughs> Kinda? Wasn't there a B-plot on the ship on this episode? Yeah, I mean, It was just the them setting up this yeah. monthly chat yeah. GPT yeah, I mean, thing. It was re- yeah, chat GPT. What? I don't know. Um, chat bot is more of a... Yeah, I mean, it was just the... Ooh, what are we going to tell Starfleet about all of uh, the Maquis? Yeah, but that was like a one scene thing, yeah. right? That was like the. It that, that's r- it's rare that there's like no B plot. Yeah, like, I'm kind of glad though. Like sometimes when they try to like force it mm. in, it's just like feels overstuffed. I feel it's like, like yeah, it doesn't if, need to be. If there were a B plot, then the scene between EMH and Zimmerman would have been rushed as fuck. Yeah. We would have ended up with one of the endings like last week, where it's like, it, and it just ends, and you're like, but wait, how did they get there? Yeah. I think it, I think it works in the Let's fact say that Mo, yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact I only just kind of realized it now is like the episode was just engaging enough mm-hmm. that it like wasn't really noticeable. Mm-hmm. Although it is, it, it is also a little weird that like this episode takes over the course of an entire month. Mm-hmm. It like, yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, cause, and that's the thing. Like, if there was a B-plot, it would have been... There's some kind of medical emergency in Tom Paris. In... Right. See, like, so... Why is it still Tom Paris? Because he's the he nurse. the only one. He's the nurse. He's well, been doing it the longest. He took, he took a biology course at, at Academy. <laughs> so he knows what phalanges <laughs> he's, he's like, are. He's like, I'm thinking it's something wrong with your mitochondria. <laughs> Have you been experiencing photosynthesis? <laughs> <laughs> See, in in a show in a show where they could do like 
where they could do continuity and stuff. I would probably have had this episode happen, and then the next episode just wouldn't have the Doctor, and it would just be something that happened mm-hmm. between, you know, it's like, it, it would probably focus on Tom as the Doctor. I mean, but yeah, like, imagine if the next episode didn't really have the Doctor in it. That would be a shame. You're right. That would be a shame. I have no further comments. Are we moving comment. on to the next no Is that how Jake wants to move on? No, no, no. I mean, I was saying, like, 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 the, like, the next, like, they honestly could have done yeah, that, that because yeah. the doctor is only seen very briefly to literally just shut himself off. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Well, let's get on to that. Let's, let's move on. Okay, so here we go. The Haunting of Deck 12 is another episode. Section 42. Deck 12, uh, Section 42. I looked it up. It's no Deck 12, shit. Section 42. Because 42 gets shown up a lot in the episodes. Oh, good. Okay, that's I've what I've been thinking about it all week. That's a long time to be thinking about it. All week, 42s. Do you know that 42 and 12 are also both factors of two? Yeah. And did you know that 21 is half of 42 and 21? I'm good. Did you know that 21 is, if you multiply 7 and 3, which are both prime numbers, you get 21? Do you know that 21 is a a winning hand? This episode is already (laughs) It's all connected. It's all connected. This is, we spent so... What about the number 23? For the love of Christ. Please stop. We have to talk about this. For the love of God. Some one of these days, strength, banks, strength of the moon. Fuck you all. All right, here we go. The haunting of deck twelve-ish. So y'all remember just now on Lifeline, we had Barkley and Troy as our guest stars. Yes. They tried to get Riker on this episode. What? Oh. Because it's basically beyond belief. Uh, oh. Like, okay. I thought you were. Saying oh, no, no, that was my joke. I have a great joke. So let me tell you the story, and we can oh, decide God. if it is fact. Or fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Have you ever been to a J class nebula? No. Well, the Voyager crew did. Have you ever ridden a bike? <laughs> <laughs> the Voyager crew was visiting one, and the experience they had was out of this world. <laughs> oh, this is better than the episode. But really, okay, so we're at a nebula, and for reasons that will be explained, apparently, everyone's preparing for a full shit. Full, wow. A full shit. A full shit down. Nope, a full system's shut down. <laughs> this is going great. This is going amazing. Um, it's mostly going to be the lighting because lots of other systems are still working afterwards, but fuck it. Go with me here. Neelix, however, he's tasked with keeping the dronelings from getting scared of the dark. Oh, the drone are you scared of the dark? <laughs> yes. Different wow. show. Different show. We're back to Beyond Belief. Here we go. Immediately, they assume, well, it's obviously because Deck 12 is haunted, right, Neelix? And uh, that's the logical deduction. So Neelix decides, well, in that case, I'll just tell you a ghost story. Another logical deduction. Before you dronelings joined the Voyager, we were attacked, or we were visiting a a nebula a lot like this one. And bad things started happening all over the ship. Seven got attacked by a monster. Paris got blasted in the face, if not in the fun way. I love when Ames is blue. It's the best. Oh, you it's always see, just... You really never see it coming. It's tactically utilized. And worst of all, the worst thing that happens, Janeway's coffee tasted terrible. <clears throat> what is going on on the ship, guys? So all our systems are going down one by one, and it forces the whole crew eventually into engineering. And Janeway, for like the millionth time this season, <clears throat> she decides it's a life, lo- life form trying to communicate. Sure, Janeway, of course it is. They always are. And it is! 
is. And the life form is just trying to get back to that nebula. And Janeway says, fine. If it'll stop you from constantly destroying the ship, let's go. But whenever they get there, the nebula's gone now. So sorry, life form. We can't help you anymore. You want us to bring you to a new one? We'll try. But the life form is fucking pissed and orders everybody off the ship. Voyager is mine now, bitches! So everyone else abandons ship, and life, life form stops Janeway from leaving, and is threatening to kill her a whole lot. And Janeway says, fine, go a fucking head, but you need me to run this ship. Oh, you and find yourself a nebula, so you won't do it. And she's dying and dying and dying, and life form finally says, Drat, you're right! So we pack up life form onto deck 12 until today, when Neelix is telling this story to the dronelings. We're, we're, we've come full circle, kids. And Echeb says, pout, pout, pout. Why does that story have bad science and plot holes and Tuvok actually getting along with Neelix all the time? That would never happen. And clearly, Neelix made the whole thing up. How quaint. Or did he? Was the story of the life form real? Or are we just full of hot nebula air? No, it was real. <laughs> of course it was. Why are you even asking? Of course it was real. Not this time. Created. Not this time. Thank you, Jake. No, not this time. It's totally made up. It's fiction. We made it up. How long is this? It's a total fabrication. It never happened. This is 47 seconds of Jonathan Frakes telling you you're wrong. It's false. I think you got the point. Yay! Oh, okay. So, I was mostly bored by this, but I have to give credit to the little Midnight Society scenes, because Ethan Phillips... Did very well. What, what, is, what is that you're talking about? Oh, that's the, the Are You Afraid of the Dark stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They would when cut, they they would cut so to the kids long. around the fire. Yeah, like, okay. he, he did a good job being, like, the adults telling a creepy story. Yeah, like, I, I feel like nothing about those scenes was interesting or engaging for me, except for him. Yeah, no, he's the only good part of those scenes. Well, because it was mostly the twins being awful. Hate the twins. The twins I are, still like the, the twins are scarier than most anything. That yeah, no, they they are creepy. <laughs> I loathe them. Can we count every episode they're in as a horror episode? <laughs> and they spoke way too much in this one. They did talk mm, a lot. Yeah. I know we made crack with the fact they never had lines before. I now regret it. They should have kept them that way. They yes. should have mm-hmm. spaced them immediately. Oh God, yes, right. Like the they did to the baby. Yeah. Oh no, drone mm. uh, baby board. Um, they're also doing that thing with child actors that I think I pointed out in the. Tuvok having to hang out with kids on on planet innocence, I think, mm. where because they're child actors and you try to make treat them all equally, they each will just have like a line in succession, mm. and it's very clear that you're just divvying the lines up among kids. Only let Girlface talk. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's good. good. She's the good one. Yeah. Well, the older boy's okay too. He's fine. But of the four of them, she's definitely the best. Yeah. That actress looks like exactly the same. Like, I think you'd recognize her just if oh, you looked at a picture. She looks so similar. Hmm. Except not 12. Right. I'm, I was like surprised. Like, I know I know, uh, it was about keeping the drones calm, but I'm surprised they didn't have um, Naomi. Naomi Wildman in that little yeah. circle as well. That's true. Well, she was there when the first, when the original thing happened, so maybe she already knew. Yeah, but was why she, not have all the kids together? She's oh, yeah, how long ago Wait, was it? what? No, I thought this happened, like, right before... The oh, was it right? Yeah, I guess they didn't really. Did they set a time frame for when this happened? I thought it was just before. Oh, maybe it wasn't like when we had Kess or anything. But it also sounded like I don't know that it was necessarily public knowledge among the crew. Really, everything that was going on. They almost had to 
jettisoned they themselves. They abandoned yes. ship. Of they course. actually abandoned ship. Yeah, but, they what, but do they why. know? But yeah, but do they know that there's still an alien creature in? They why, can't go on deck twelve. Why wouldn't they know? I don't know. I think they would know. Yeah, I think. Well, the why, main... Then why didn't the Borg, the, the dronelings, know? Because then there wouldn't have been an episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think the main reason for keeping her somewhere else, even though it makes no sense in universe, is because just in episode she could go like, "No, this really happened, guys." Right. I can attest yeah. to, or I can say how much Neelix was exaggerating or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting all the details wrong and each of calling him out for it each time. It's like, that's I, not what, that's not what, what thing did he use? Plasma uh, something. Yeah, good. something to was do with the Broussard collectors. Yeah. Yes. Wrong energy. That's not how they work. I did like a lot of the cinematography in this episode when like things were going fucky. Like there was a this, there was a whole scene where when when the replicator malfunctions that is shot from inside the replicator. That was yeah. cool, and that's really well done. Then Chakotay's sort of when he's on his way to engineering and gets sent the wrong place several times, mm-hmm. and then the elevator tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it was they did a lot of handheld work there, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I also thought the the scenes that were lit just by their little lanterns were all really cool. Mm. It made me wonder like they don't have like backup lights. Most places have backup <laughs> lights. They can still use their comms, and Harry's still on his computer display. But no, we can't have lights. All right, it's a little so that's silly. That's not a ghost story. That's true. It made it. It made it creepy. I mean, we also don't know necessarily that I mean that could have been an exaggeration that it was just in Neelix's story Neil, in Neelix's but the, story. the lights were out right now like the, the, the live part that yeah but I out. thought that was because they wanted to shut down all yeah, of the they ship want... systems so that they just wouldn't get fucked with but... yeah that was all, that was all on purpose yeah it had something to do with reasons yeah, it was the energy yeah. life form if it, it yeah. could infect any system that was on it seemed like but that's when harry was still using his computer and they, they he was texting it they he was <laughs> saying hey how's it going i'm sorry things went so bad hey babe i have really bad taste in women this is how it always goes and then they had to say goodbye wow <laughs> what you think harry wouldn't fall in love with an energy entity why I, not i think he would fall in love with anything yeah but i also think that if he if he fell in love with an energy entity this isn't the one because he never falls in love with the right energy entity of any kind. <laughs> this is the energy entity he loves twin sister who's seeking revenge for yeah, not loving that's her. That's true. Yeah, that's really sad. Because that was a really nice relationship they had together. There was a real spark there. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. I said that quiet enough that no one hears it. Oh, no. I, I will make sure to turn that Ooh. up if I have to. At the, at the beginning when uh, the crew is looking at the... Uh, the nebula and they're like oh it's so spooky and i think like tom barrett says like it looks like something out of edgar Allan poe and then get then uh ensign kim is like it looks like a vampire bat you can see the outline and then it shows the screen and shows the nebula and like none of that is no. true in any way it looks like a chicken nugget i, I don't know i could kind of see the vampire bat. there was no vampire it, bat. i could it, see it it looked like Someone vomited after too much Guinness. I could see it. No, I, I <laughs> yeah. like it though because when they're talking about how, oh God, we can, if the children learn anything, their imaginations will go wild. Meanwhile, their imaginations are going wild looking at a nebula. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's, it feels weird that like there was like they didn't give the kids any warning. They literally woke them up in the middle of the night. I like, think, did they just come across this nebula and not realize what was going to be there? Or? It sounded like they were prepared. For yeah, it. Right. they did. 
Like, so it's like, just tell the kids what's going on. They live on a spaceship. Yeah. Do, you think, kids, do you think a they energy are... entity is too much for I mean, Borg this, children? Yeah. Seriously, they're not just ki- They're not ordinary yeah. children. If it were Naomi, like, Naomi has had some some weird trauma in, like, yeah. the yeah. Flotter program. Well, yeah. And, why yeah, and the Borg here? children haven't had trauma. But they understand it because they have they, Borg memories. Those Borg kids tried and failed to assimilate people. There was, like, Borg corpses yes. that they failed. You know what probably happened right before they died? Their minds probably connected to the person dying on the table from the botched assimilation. These kids can handle, like, the dark for three hours. Yeah. They also probably have better eyesight in the dark, right? Because they got more mm, guys. Yeah, true. <laughs> like they'll be fine. So it, it just feels so weird that it's like it's like why did this scare them? Well, because Neelix made it a scary story. That that part. Makes well, maybe sense. they weren't scared. They maybe prepared. they were just making them making sure they weren't scared because they're yeah, children. Yeah, but they, why wasn't Naomi they, Wildman there? Yeah, Naomi should have. We already said just yeah. because well, it would have yeah. fucked up the plot. Well, yeah, because originally Neelix didn't go with the intention to tell a scary story. He was going to tell a flatter story. Oh, right, yeah. And the kids were like, oh, that's for babies. Yeah, we don't want to hear this fucking baby shit. No, tell us something cool. Tell us a ghost story. So tell us about tell us what's in deck twelve. And they're like, okay, I'll do it. So call my bluff children. It was like initially seven and nine just told the Neelix, yeah, can you just go spend time with them so they don't, you know, so they have someone there. So really, he was just there to kind of babysit. Yeah, babysit. Should have been seven of nine's job. Nine's job. Well, they needed her to do. Why? Yeah, the computers are all off. Well, she should probably have turned herself off. She's got computers in her head. Maybe she did. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's what she was. She's just taking a nap somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like this episode. I, I don't really like this episode. It's much. deeply middling at best. It's not a great episode. It's not like, bad. It's, it's got some like, good moments. I, it's got I, some good Jane Wayne yeah, moments. Yeah, but I really. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. To cut myself off. Frickin' Kate Mulgrew at the end acting her friggin' heart out. Oh, yeah. When she's, like, dying and, like, choking and... I won't be your prisoner. You'll have to kill me. Y- yes, Janeway. As she's gasping for air and... I'll like, blow up this fucking frickin', ship. Frickin' wild. But anyway, so I really, really like the, the conceit of the episode, which is Neelix tells children a Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think you could have done a lot of really interesting things with that. Because as this episode is, it is straight just Neelix synopses a Star Trek episode and does so accurately for what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, there should have been a lot more when any, liberties yeah, taken. Yeah, anything where if Neelix isn't in the room, things, Neelix, should, things Neelix should be weird. Take, Neelix didn't save Tuvok. Tuvok saved Neelix. Right, yeah. Whenever or like, Neelix isn't in the room, someone yeah. should be saying, where's Neelix? Like, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't even necessarily have to go to, like, to the point of parody, but just kind of being, like, the whole flashback should could have been shot in different ways so it didn't look like a Star Trek episode. Like, there was the cool yeah, camera work. Yeah, some stuff. But, but I think that was just taking advantage of cool camera work. Had yeah. had they removed the ghost story framing... It would have been a normal Star Trek episode. Everything yeah. about it could, would be the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I and think it, it would have been nice to see, like, maybe exaggerated character. Like, maybe not completely over the top, but just a little exaggerated, a little... Maybe the, this is the Neelix interpretation right. of these people. 
there there's actually there's this game called it's like call of war has call of war has gunslinger i think and the whole thing is a guy's in a bar telling a story about his exploits as a kid as like a young gunslinger and through the game he's telling the story and then like sometimes it'll cut in and like you know a kid at the bar will be like wait did that really happen and the guy's like well i, I don't really quite remember all the details so maybe that guy wasn't there but this other guy was, and then it cuts back into the game, and literally the world shifts around as the story is changing as the guy is telling it because he got details wrong. Hmm. Like the oh, wow. se- like when he's challenged on stuff, like literally parts of the level would fly up into the sky, and like a barn would fall down. Oh, cute! Um, That's cool. So stuff like that, and so like that could have like something similar could have been where like when when a ch- kid challenges something, he's like, oh, I just misremembered it, and then it cuts back, and it's just like a different scene. Yeah, I think the the thing that this episode fails at is that kind of it tries to do the twist did this happen or did this not jonathan frakes will tell you at the end of the episode oh yes it wasn't real it's based on a story from miners in the 1200s and it didn't use any of that like it starts off like no this is just what happened this is actually a star trek episode you can tell because i literally walked in having told you having known what was going on and then at the end it's like oh no it's a lie but we literally 12 seconds later oh it was the truth I, yeah. There must have been a better way so that it sounded. It would sound like, no, this is just a story Neelix is telling them to keep them occupied during this Lights Out time. Maybe if they cut the whole beginning where it showed everyone preparing for Lights Out time and them telling mm. him to go, to go to the kids. If it just started with the kids and him saying, I will tell you a, a ghost story. And then saying at the end, oh, it didn't happen. And then somehow we learn, we, we see like, oh, it actually did. That would have been really interesting if the opening shot was the kids wake up and it's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they they step out of their alcoves yeah. and there's so there's nothing going on. And then and then you know Neelix kind of runs in. And is like, oh shit, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 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 they kind of forgot that this was that part was going to happen because the rest of the crew is doing their doing you know their their stuff. Yeah, it's like all we're really left with at the end is. Alright, so it happened, how much was exaggerated, but again, none of it felt exaggerated enough that it's like, like, at best, maybe he took some liberties with dialogue for scenes he wasn't actually directly there for, like, I don't care. Yeah, it really does kind of feel like maybe the only part he would have, like, lied about is, like, saving Tuvok, which then completely undoes the, you know, it's like the Neelix-Tuvok interactions, which are usually really good. You know, it's like Neelix saying, like, no, I'm not going to just let you die here. I love that scene. You know, in in the Jeffrey's tubes, like, that's a really good moment in the episode, is, like, him being like, no, I'm, it's like, we'll die together, basically, if, if we don't both make it out of here. That's a great moment, yeah. which might be a lie. I great, thanks for that. I guess I I actually did have one where he was like, you know, Tuvok was giving him the meditation technique. He's like, just think back to a happy moment, and I wanted him to be like, I said, oh man. <sighs> Meanwhile, he's like, Tuvix. Tuvok, he's never had a happy moment till he got to this damn ship. His life has been so much pain and suffering. And then what he flashed back flashes back to his something on Voyager. So actually, I was right. Yeah, <laughs> poor bastard. Yeah, it's just like the the conceit of telling the conceit of a character explaining a Star Trek episode, but then it, but then but then telling it with characteristics and and like you know in a way that is not Star Trek is really interesting, and they just don't do that. They they yeah. have a character tell a Star Trek story in a Star Trek way. Yeah, it's it, it almost feels like the the frame might is like bolted on at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They had a different episode. They had the, the episode, and they're like, oh, it's running short. Okay, what are we going to do? Oh, let's make a ghost story. 
Yeah, this this feels like one of those classic, like, oh, you'll never believe what the original pitch for this episode was. Except I guess the original pitch was just there's an energy entity and it does it, it takes over the ship, which sounds pretty bog standard, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing special. As this is an audio medium, none of you have saw me look at Ames like, please say there's a crazy original pitch. Sadly there is not. Yeah, not not that I know of. I do know that this episode was nominated for an Emmy for special visual effects. Fair enough. Speaking to Jake's level of visual effects. Yeah, well, mostly, I mean, I was mostly the camera work, but I imagine the visual effects they're talking about are like the alien... The nebula stuff. Nebula, the, stuff the electricity in. shocking everybody. I, oh, yeah, I, they got I'll, Tom in the face. Oh, Ouch. I'll actually say there's there's a scene where the coffee... So Janeway tastes coffee and it's bad, so she has the coffee remade. I love that. Yeah. And the ship replicates the coffee mid-air, which then falls to the ground and makes a mess, and then replicates the, that, the, the coffee mid-air. I love that. I That's that pretty great. funny. Yeah. And that putting that that effect worked, like, surprisingly well. Yeah. yeah. That really still good. held up. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, because I was, I was trying to think, like, how would they have done that? And I wonder if it just, like, because the, the coffee briefly appears as, yeah. like, a cylinder of coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be how it would have to make the coffee. Which I guess you never really think about that, like right. when the when the replicator replicates liquids, it has to replicate them in the shape of the container yep. that they're in. Yep. So that must have been like CG, and then they just it could yeah, be- they would they would they would CG the cylinder, and then they would composite with a shot of someone pouring coffee onto onto, the, onto that plate. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. It did. It did look really good. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It's Y'all a are wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> Now, speaking of being wicked smart, uh, so we, we learned a new we learned a new Vulcan pow- superpower, and that's that Vulcans don't sweat unless it's three hundred and fifty degrees Kelvin. And I checked what that was, and that is hundred and seventy degrees Fahrenheit. Jiminy Christmas! That's, that's hot. That's hot, but that feels like alien. Okay, hot. Like, yeah, it feels reasonable. Yeah. Well, you know, from alien from a goddamn lava nightmare desert planet. nightmare planet that was irradiated. Yeah, yeah, I'd buy it. And now, of course, I'm sitting here trying to be that asshole saying, trying to be ever seen a Vulcan sweat before. Like, <laughs> Yeah, probably. When one of Spock's freakouts, he was probably sweaty and... When he's half human. Uh, so oh, right. no. You're right. Excuse me. So, yeah, so he starts sweating at 125. This was this episode had an interesting return of uh, Ensign Celis. Yeah, we met her just oh, the other yeah. week. She oh, that was her. her. I actually okay. asked that. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, isn't that what's her name from the fuck up? And episode? I was like, I don't fucking and like, know. And like, so this episode, since it takes place before the board, the, the dronelings were on board, means that it was well before Good Shepherd. Good point. So she's still she's still just the crew fuck up. Mm. Even oh, no. after which Good is, Shepherd, I mean, she's yeah. the yeah. fuck she's, up. Well, which is why Seven was there like being like, did you fuck this up? And she was, was like, no, I didn't was, even touch it. That was really <laughs> he, funny. Celis yeah. literally walks up to a panel, pulls it off, and Seven walks around the corner is like, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, even, even after she's like, yeah, no, I didn't touch anything yet. I just I just opened the panel. Like, Seven's sitting there, she's looking at it, she's like, you fucked up and you know it. <laughs> you somehow opened the panel wrong. <laughs> her so much so much <laughs> i hate her so much Aww. and then and then later celis like like slams into harry kim yeah because it's dark and she's like she's like freaking out in a really weird way for a crew member of the voyager because yeah. she's like isn't that what hostile aliens do do they shut off the power and, and then has this happened like, before it was we like get, it's we like, get overrun by hostile aliens all the time you, you should know exactly you should if you're asking that question like maybe you should but stay she, at the lower decks but she's like, a new character to us which means she has no other experiences yeah. before her episode right. and also it's in it's in it's in character given how much of a massive fuck up she is right She's somehow actually just slept through 
all the other crises. Yeah. <laughs> she was studying. <laughs> the red alarm goes off. Red alert goes off. She just deactivates it and keeps studying. <laughs> She's like, I'll die or we'll solve it. It doesn't matter. They don't need me. Oh, We don't, though. Oh, <laughs> I have a soft spot for Bajorans. I, I like not Salazar. Unlike, I actually have no problem. Not unlike Goldicott. Don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> You're both I, I have no problem with Salazar. I think she was an interesting character. And it's a shame that I think this is the last time we ever see her. Oh, probably. I feel a great kinship with her. Yeah, no. Because I'm like, yeah. yep, I fuck up shit by just existing too, so. This episode also had one of those really fun instances of a character being like, oh yeah, no, I have this personality trait and I've always had it. Where Janeway talks about talking to the ship. Oh, oh yeah, that. Yeah. And, and like, Chakotay's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just talking to the ship like I always do. Yeah. Yeah, but that could just be some shit that Neelix made up. So, because he was narrow. True. And oh, then Janeway idea. said to the ship, she was whispering to the ship. You know, she always talks to the ship. You, it's, you it's, know Janeway, it's right? It's foreshadowing for later in the episode when she's talking to Major Barrett doing the, being the energy being. Yeah. Right. It's, but it's just like, it's like they needed that for the, like they wanted the poignant moment of talking to the ship and like having, and engaging with it. And so they were like, oh, let's have Janeway act like she always talks to the ship. And then we'll never have her talk to the ship again. Yeah, basically. Strange decision. Oh, what did you guys think of the story that, um, the, the story within the story. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, that Neelix tells the kids of the Salvoria, that Talaxian freighter that was suffering Cascade. Oh, God, that like, sounds Whoa. fucking that was horrible. Way better. Like, that's a way better horror story than anything else that happens in this episode. <laughs> I was like, I want to hear more about that. That's nightmarish. Like, these Talaxian crew stuck on a ship that's like losing oxygen and so they're drawing lots to see who will off themselves so the rest can survive. Yeah, that, and that then sucks. not only not only do they all die, it takes like 70 years before the ship is even found. Like they mm-hmm. never had a chance. No. Nope. Oh like they were doing well, happened from to the, the last, start. When there were just two guys left, they're like they still haven't found us and it's just the two of us. Yeah. Rock paper scissors for it. Right. Although the response after that was definitely written by someone who has kids because the, the, the journalings were like what happened to the bodies? Yeah. Like, were they decomposed? Well, wouldn't they? Well, I mean, uh, well, if, each there's no, e- if there's no oxygen, That's, probably not, right? Each have brought that up. Oh, each have was like, well, the, the the you know the airlessness probably would preserve their bodies. They were just gonna debate like what happened to the corpses on this ship for a while. See, if, I told you I liked each We were yeah. right there together. <laughs> Yeah, there was a very cute moment where they're trying to figure out what kind of a being the life form was. And they're like, oh, it could be this or this or this. And and Neelix says, hey, 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 do, do you want to hear a horror story? Horror story, yeah. Or do you want to debate xenobiology? And I expected Mazzotti to be like, debate xenobiology? Right. <laughs> I, I, I did like in that scene, like, they don't even say species names. They just say the numbers, the yeah. word designations. And so Neelix is just like, I have no idea which, what these kids which, are talking which about. Which one is that again? It's, it's like an uncle, like, hearing, like, two kids start talking about like whatever mobile game they've been playing like <laughs> roblox or whatever how many pokemons do you have i don't know what the fuck you're talking about kid fortnite <laughs> thanks jake <laughs> i know kids like that tiktok dances minecraft minecraft uh, mazodi had a cute line too she says snacks are irrelevant oh, yeah. <laughs> and i like to say oh damn i still like her you're wrong. son of a bitch <laughs> yeah she's wrong about snacks yeah, yeah, snacks are not irrelevant Snacks are very relevant. Spent 50 bucks on snacks yesterday at H-Mart. It was worth it. So what, you get three snacks? So good. (laughs) Which H-Mart? So much mochi. I I can't remember. 
I didn't drive there. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I wasn't dri- I wasn't in the driver's seat. I used to go to the Central Square one yeah. all the time because they've got yeah. this. They've got a curry place there. Oh yeah. And a nice French bakery type Ooh. situation. Yeah, I think I, I was at the it's one I was at. The balls. In I like that. Oh, that one's good too. Yeah. Oh, I love H Mart and I love yeah. Asian candy and I love mm-hmm. curry. Neat. Um, I don't think I have anything else I wrote down about this episode. It, it's so straightforward in a yeah. weird way, like despite it, it the kind, framing. It kind of needed the framing to be interesting, but then oh. they, I, I don't think they did yeah. the framework, framework well. This, yeah. is a, this is a good chance. This is definitely one of those ones where I will have already forgotten the episode by the time I'm editing this. Oh, I was going to say, by next week when we're picking our tops and bottoms, which, and holy that. shit, oh, is yeah. next week, guys. Whoa. That's insane. I'm so sad. I really like Voyager. And I'm sad that we're almost out yeah, of it. It's getting, it's getting there. Oh. You know what we do have? We have lots of horror episodes. <gasps> oh, and also ones, you know, there will be more upcoming in other, in other Star Treks. And holy shit... Star Trek doesn't usually do horror very well, guys. No, no. I don't. I don't know why they try to do it. Like there, there, there will be like moments that are that are actually like, oh wow, yeah, that's off-putting. Sure. I I don't like that. Yeah. But when you look at a whole episode, if they try to do a horror episode, it's usually just kind of lacking. Are they something. worse at horror episodes or comedy episodes? Horror. That is a tough question. Yeah, there's some there's some there's some comedy episodes that actually work. There's not a lot of horror episodes. Name five. I said some. The best <laughs> horror episode that I can think of is the one where Balana is on that ship that needs repairing and like Oh, with the Dread with the Dread hologram. No, 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 no with, the, with the evil with the evil hologram. Yeah. Oh, Hitler uh yeah, Mengele. That one? No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. No, so so the 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 doctor and Bolana go to a ship, and there's like a, a hologram on the ship that had killed oh, the whole crew. That guy. Yeah, that yeah. I remember that. Yes. That's, yes. that's a wicked good episode. Yeah, and I'm glad you could remember more than yeah, me because all I remember was Bolana, some aliens, and creepy. Yeah, like yeah. those were the things yeah, I remember. That, dude, that actor was like you saved me. Wildly, yeah, that wildly good. upsetting. Was, it was very good. Yeah. Yeah, that one is downright creepy. What the yeah. fuck is it? I, I thought you were talking about that awful. Um, Poison gas hauler one where they had the like oh. fucking fan of the opera guy. Yeah. Well, that, oh, that, yeah. count as, that counts as a horror. That, I mean, yeah, it's, horror, it's, not, it's just not good. good. Yeah. yeah. Revulsion. Yeah. Revulsion yeah. Yeah. Revulsion's good. That other one that I. Biologicals. Yeah. That other one I can't think of the name of wasn't good. Yeah. The. Yeah. I, I may be conflating the two. I really don't no, know. No, no. The no, one no, you're no. thinking of is the right one. And it's good. And then there's the one that, that they're in like. It's like a radiation monster. Yeah. It's they're, they're on the ship that, with the radiation leak, and they believe that that there's a that there's like legends of a monster, but it turns out the monsters are just their crew that have been. No, I was thinking of that one. Oh, oh, were oh. you? I oh. don't know. I, maybe I'm, again, maybe I'm <laughs> conflating them and putting two different episodes yeah. together. Juggernaut. But either way, I like both of those. Okay. That's you. Well, yeah, I think both of those are pretty yeah. creepy. Yeah. I, I think it needs to be said so we get it in here early because it should be top of the list. But uh, night terrors. In oh, TNG yeah. with uh, Deanna Troy. Hello. Where are you? I'm trying to find <laughs> you. See, here's the thing about Night Terrors. Why it has th- th- yeah, <laughs> the Troy stuff, stupid and repetitive and not scary. Everything else that happens during that episode is actually frightening. I like, literally don't remember the rest of it, so please. The explain. rest of it is, yeah. every, and nobody on the ship can dream. So they're oh, all yeah. hallucinating. Yeah. Okay. And everything that everything they're hallucinating is fucking wrong. Like there is a scene that is actually 
probably the creepiest moment I can think of in track, where Bev is alone in sick bay with a bunch of corpses on tables oh under God. a sheet, and, and a, a, a look comes under her eyes like something's wrong, and all the bodies are sitting straight up. No, nope. and it's like, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Oh, I don't like that. I say, I, that sounds like zombies, and I hate zombies. I don't remember that one well enough beyond the Troy stuff to have an opinion. So maybe that one was good. Yeah, yeah I, I want to watch it. And it's honestly, just, like. The only dumb shit about the Troy, in my opinion, Troy stuff was the was the, the acting <laughs> and like the special effect of her flying through that cloud room. <laughs> I felt like the story itself. That so, spoiler alert for a show we watched years ago. And yes, spoilers for your bad memories. Um, <laughs> that's me. It um, it that's turns out that, that that it's there's aliens that are also trapped in this same spatial anomaly and that's who she's been talking to in her dream world and they're trying to communicate and all that they're trying to tell them to do is release hydrogen Mm, so that they can ignite it with their their stuff and then they're and then both ships get free of the anomaly so yeah, and there's that other cool... Betazoid, the other Betazoid guy who's lost his mind. Yeah, oh yeah, they, yeah. yeah, that's right, because there was another ship that the entire crew murdered each other. Right, right. And the, and the only survivor was this one Betazoid. Yeah, I think this is also the one where because everyone is lacking REM sleep and hallucinating all over the place, and Picard is in a turbo lift that's going up, and it suddenly looks like the ceiling's coming down on him, and he's just looking up, screaming and screaming, and then the turbo lift door is open, and someone's like, Captain? <laughs> and he gets up off the floor like, I'm fine now! <laughs> Everything's dandy. What about Wolf in the Fold? Question mark? Is that what that episode's called? Yeah, yeah. With Scotty and the ghost, Jack the Ripper constant murdering. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely some some weird like horror stuff. Like the seance is very horror episode tropey of let's let's talk with ghosts. Don't tell Bev. <laughs> there's a yeah, seance right? <laughs> Yeah, that's a real good horror one, Sub Rosa. Yeah. Reading your grandmother's <laughs> fucking sex diaries. Uh, uh, that is, that is, that's the shit nightmares are. It is of. kind of a horror story. It takes place in space Scotland, so yeah. Like is I don't think it's scary. scary. I don't Scotland think it's scary, is is the but... spookiest country. Everyone knows that. But if it feels it feels like an adaptation spooky. of a horror tale. Like it's literally Islanders, an adaptation of a horror spooky. tale. Is it Pennsylvania? Vampires. Pennsylvania? No, no. Yeah, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. The Amish. Yeah, uh. yeah. Now you're telling. <laughs> Didn't we learn when we were talking Sub Rosa eight thousand years ago that it was the the writer's take on taming the taming of the shrew? Turning of the screw. Taming, of the, taming screw. of the screw. I get those confused. <laughs> God damn it. Son of a bitch. Turning no, of turning the screw. Of the screw which, which is a horror story and it's weird and creepy. Oh, I don't know that shit. one. I do know Taming of the Shrew and I was very confused. <laughs> I was um, like, yeah, uh, Bev can only fuck the ghost if she finds uh, her sister a ghost to fuck. <laughs> Um, Do you hate when that happens? <laughs> Fucking Amazing. dads, am I right? Amazing. Here's a good uh, horror. Is it episode. good or is it just a good example? It's a good example. It might be good. Uh, schisms. Schisms. Yeah, schisms is that's creepy. The one where, that's the one where another one where people appear not to be sleeping, but it's actually because they've been being abducted in their sleep yeah. and being experimented on mm-hmm. in a by aliens. Yeah. Is this we, Voyager? No, it's no, this TNG. Is, this is TNG. This is the one we make fun of a lot because it's the one where they have the holodeck make them a table. Yeah. Oh, not like, a table make, like that. Make a table. More table like this. Make it this. taller. Make it a little wider. Now make it exactly like what we're thinking, but don't take it. <laughs> we're yeah. not going to tell you how that is. Yeah, um, it does it magically, and that scene is very annoying. But like, dumb. but the rest of the episode is creepy. Yeah, there's some like body horror. Like, there's a point where like Bev is examining 
some somebody Riker or somebody, and she's like, "Yeah, somebody has removed your arm." Oh yeah, that was and, Riker. And screw and sewed it back on. Mm. And I don't remember doing that. Not a, not it. <laughs> That's wild. I don't remember that at all. Um, along with body horror, uh, mm, is it Genesis? Yes. Genesis? yes. Yeah. yeah. Comedy episode. Spider yeah. Spider Barkley. <laughs> Spider Barkley is actually scary. That episode's terrible. Um, I mean, it's tense, though, because you, there's a monster behind every door. And granted, it's stupid. But the I monster's lo- jumping out at you is scary. It. See, that's one of my favorites. The problem episodes. is, like, yeah, sometimes it's Spider Barkley. Other times it's Fish Person. It's like... That's scary. That's creepy. I did not like that They're scene. They're a very handsome very race, upsetting. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You got Worf chasing you down the whole time. Trying to bite Troy in the face. Mm. And spit acid. Oh yeah, when he spits acid in Bev's face, that's that's and she, right. And then she's she gone. Screams. Yeah, for she's a gone. Long that's right. Time. I think she's yeah. gone for the rest of the episode too. Well, she directed she... it. That's why. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. So would you be if you had a face full of acid? Oh yeah, no, I'm not blaming her. She's still a consummate professional. Um, I feel like uh, Tom Paris didn't really. Speaking of this week, was it this week? Didn't react that much with his acid burned off acid face was that this week or last week oh that was yeah that was was, in haunting of deck 12 it it wasn't acid it was electricity well either way he seemed pretty okay about it the makeup was was gross it was really gross maybe it's because he was just in shock Uh, speaking of uh bev crusher uh, i'm gonna throw remember me in yeah is that the one where the deck the crew keeps getting smaller and smaller and it's just her and it's like it's different kind of horror it's not like traditional psychological yeah yeah. like a gaslighting type situation i mean it does get funny at the end when the ship is like it's like oh yeah the universe is about five miles across why (laughs) we've never needed a crew before there's a hull breach why well there's a design flaw in the ship (laughs) It is. They designed the ship to be larger than the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's they? I fucking hate when that happens. I'm the oh, only one left. That's another great episode. Uh, I think the one where Troy gets alien pregnant and doesn't even uh, get to have yes. sex is pretty horrifying. I'm glad you brought that up. Mostly because yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that is on my. It's high on my list of that's fucking horrifying to just wake up and realize I have been violated by a floating light and it's knocked me up against my will fucking horror show yeah they're better at existential horror than horror horror i think i think existential horror star trek does pretty well yes i just most of mine are that sorry 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 no no i'm sorry sorry. you're our guest be our guest I damn it, be our guest, be our guest. <laughs> yeah, <it was> last I <laughs> know, uh, so mad. No, I was just saying that because waking up pregnant would be the worst thing I could imagine. So me too. T- TOS, of course, never did a good horror episode. They did a bad horror episode. They did a Halloween episode. Is they what they did. fucking oh, did. Oh, with the giant cat. Oh my god, cat's The like nothing is scary cheap in it. Skeleton. Dangling from the wall. Oh like, my god. Again, you want to call it a Halloween episode, I'll give you that, but it is not a horror episode. It's got those crooning witches in the, in yeah, the yeah, graveyard. It's in a creepy castle. Yeah. In Scotland. It's, sure. Space Scotland. Space Scotland. Oh, the scariest oh. one of all, possibly. Maybe. Let's find out. Distant Voices. Wow. He's turning 30. <laughs> oh dun, god. Dun, dun, I would say that uh, we're talking horror tropes. First Contact, the movie, oh, is yeah. a yeah. horror movie. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I would say that makes sense. It's, 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 it's like it's a, it's action horror, but yeah, yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah. The first, 
Good. Definitely using like some zombie tropes, a bit of the vampire thing going on, like. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times when when we've talked about Borg stuff, I've said anytime you're walking around Borg Cube or oh, Borgified and... Space, it is a haunted fucking house. Yeah, it's it creepy. is creepy because they're as all hell. just there, but they're not moving yet. Because yeah. they don't think, oh, yeah. that's fucked. Like, walk, like, there's a moment I'm, so, I'm ruining Prodigy for Rossi yet again. Don't listen, Rossi. Don't listen, Rossi. But there is a moment when when we walk by some Borg and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> what about the first time we meet the Borg? I feel like that was creepy as shit. Am In... I wrong? I don't know. Q, the Q one. Q two. They're it's, they're not playing up the horror element as much. Like Q they're who? or is it maybe the second time? No, no, you're, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, they're just this weird the thing is, unstoppable he, force. It's, I feel it's like fear part of, of unknown. I feel like yeah. part of what makes the Borg scary is the dark, dim lighting as yeah. well. And yeah. like the Borg cubes in TNG were were too well lit to be really <laughs> scary. Yeah. Yeah, they get scarier. Like in Voyager, they're scary. In also, first contact, they make the like ship scary. Dark and damp. Well, I, 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 yeah. I feel like I think the the ship in Scorpion, the Borg ship that has been just dis- like has been attacked by eight four seven two, and it, then it had the Borg yeah. corpse totem yes, in the middle that of the room. Thing, that and thing's like, scary. And like the Borg that was like defective and oh, walking into the wall. Jerk around. And then yeah. there was also just a monster that. That ate part of Harry Kim. Yeah. Poor Harry. Oh, yeah, that the Harry Kim stuff on its own would qualify. For yeah, more. that's I think pretty pretty that, high. That's the least. other thing though is the um, TNG Borg stuff also kind of loses some of its edge because the costumes are just black bodysuits with plastic armor. Mm. Like they definitely got creepier in. Mm. First contact because of the makeup, which then carried over into Voyager. Some of the early Borgs we see in, I think, Q Who and the, that era were the ones where the faces were treated differently. True. Though. There were a couple, there, were, there was the ones where, like, they're something in their mouth. Yeah, the mouth they was They had covered. a mouth thing Both where some of them had no eyes. Yeah. Like, Sure, the bodysuit may have We're looked done, kind of campy, dumb. but they did weirder shit with the face. I, I wish they'd kept that when they got when the makeup got better. Mm. Keep the, like, we really don't need these parts. You don't eat, so we're going to replace your mouth with a sensor device. Yeah, you don't like, even need eyes, because we can give you better eyes yeah. with these fucking laser You're things. right, I forgot about that. That is true. It, but yeah, again, just the, the rest of the costume, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Speed suit. <laughs> How about um... still suit? Sorry, that's great. No, but see, speed suit—that's uh, Venture Brothers. So you made a reference without meaning no, to. No, apparently and it was still Jake. funny. Impact Noir. Yeah, good yeah, one. Which one's one. that? That's the one where oh, they visit oh, oh. the other DS9. And then Dakot is just standing in front of the lasers, like what? Nope. It's not nope. gonna... no, oh, no, wait, no. Which one am I thinking that's, of? Then? That's Civil Defense. Oh, that's a good one, but it's not that's a very one. funny. And, and um, no, Impact Noir is one they they have. Gareth to go... goes crazy. Gareth is a serial. And they're killer. hunted by Andy Robinson. Just goes to they're, town. They're hunted by like. <laughs> oh, some, some... he's hunting other Cardassians too, well, right? The, uh, yeah, the car the other Cardassians are a security system that was set up to kill intruders. So. But and Garrick gets infected. Yeah, yeah Garrick yeah, gets yeah, infected yeah, yeah, yeah. by the rage virus. And who does he stand off against? Like Nog or O'Brien. something? O'Brien. Oh, is that right? Damn, I just I'm rewatching the show and I don't remember <laughs> you that. You would have watched that one recently too, because that's a later season. I episode. might have slept through it. I feel like I've unfortunately, which wouldn't surprise any of you, but I feel like there's been some napping at times. Yeah, rewatch that one. That one is that's because it also like mm-hmm. there's a moment in that in that episode that is also it's another really scary like visual scene where I think it's Miles and Nog has been kidnapped by insane Garrick. Right, and that's all, what it is. And all the other crewmen who've been killed are strung up. Yep. Along the promenade and it's 
really fucking terrifying. Good visual. Like, real creepy. I have a surprising list building up, actually, over a here. A surprising list? A Holy surpri- shit. Well, so, okay, so I've got the, the episode where Data is having nightmares about people hurting each other. The uh, peptide mint peptide mm. frosting. Phantasms, yeah. yeah. It like, may be a dumb episode, but there's some creepy shit in there. Yeah, the weird, the weird imagery. Even, even later when they realize, oh, Data's seeing the bugs, but doesn't understand what he's seeing, yeah, so yeah. he's dreaming it. Like when when Beverly just like sweeps a thing over her arm, and she's like, "I have one," and like it's there like, it is. Oh, there's one on Riker's people. head. Right. I love the scene um, in that episode where Data's just in the turbo lift with Troy takes one look at her, has a weapon of some kind, yeah. and just stabs her in the shoulder. Yeah. Is it Troy or is it Bev? One of them. He, he stabs someone in the fucking shoulder, and you're like, oh, yeah. Data, no! Don't do it! The other, Another one was the, the mind control game that Riker brings onto the ship because oh, he doesn't game. understand oh, operational security. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> um, everybody's just coming themselves to death, basically. Yeah. Like it's like just ever, it's like because yeah. everyone it's it's they're pod people yeah, they're, yeah. They're right yeah exactly people. body snatcher shit um, that's a good example play I've, the game I've not seen that episode line. listed in other horror episode lists when I, I was trying I to I think like, it's go a through. pretty good yeah. horror episode like it's pretty convincing I well think. plus and it's got that trope of like it's just the two kids against all the adults right. because like they, you know what I mean like that's it's definitely got a yeah common tropey thing going on. Um, I like my, that. That's a good one. My last TNG is the final episode of Moriarty kind of alluded Ship to this bottle. earlier. Ship, Ship in a Bottle where it's just the end is one of the things that, like, the, the reason I'm bringing up is because it legit scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, looking at the end of this episode where Barkley has put Moriarty and Regina yeah, into, Regina. into a a simulation cube trapped forever and like it's supposed as long as they upkeep it right yeah and it's like it's like oh there's enough space in here for a lifetime of experiences like but but still like there's this existential horrific idea where like these two people are trapped in a prison forever that they don't even know about yet yeah like that they are unaware of and like that idea freaked me out so much as a kid that it really overshadowed anything else that was going on in that episode don't watch any black mirror (laughs) no yeah they're all yes we just watched black mirror with rossi last i know that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's it's like just it was just so absolutely upsetting like this idea of just like eternal eternally being captured and Mm -hmm. like but they don't know it like, yeah. how, is They'll that more or less terrifying? Yeah, that's the thing. They'll, I feel like... They'll almost definitely figure it out. Yeah. I mean, that's... They got enough time to, to do it. It's not like they're going to simulate all of reality. They're going to go too far and hit something that's you know doesn't work. Yeah, like in the Truman Show. You get to the wall yeah. and you're like, oh, here's the end. Shit. Yeah. And then they go crazy. And then the real horror starts. Right. An example that I, I've seen on a whole bunch of lists that I don't know if I would find scary, but I wanted to ask you guys about, is Conspiracy... And I think it's because <laughs> when the when the bug enters oh, Remick's Remick. mouth, yeah. and then there's and then there's a monster inside Remick. That's oh, I was thinking about that one—the one that has yeah. the little tiny thing in its chest or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's head it's blows a big, up, yeah, yeah. Head it's blows up, and then it's, the monster in his chest. I mean, chest. there's that, but then I think I think also just the concept of everyone like that's another pod people. Yeah, type. it is. That's yeah. true. No, I think I think that is way more than the end of Ship in a Bottle, which <laughs> I still stand by as being one of the scariest things. But it's it's gory, but it's also kind of goofy, which I yeah. feel like takes away from yeah. the scary. You seen any eighties slasher films? 
Those are goofy as shit sometimes. I was going to say, like, that being broadcast on TV in 88 whatever. or whatever it was is probably, it's probably pretty groundbreaking at the time mm-hmm. to see that type of gore on a syndicated TV series mm. for yeah, children. Think, yeah, but yeah, no, I think I think the aliens controlling and there being, like, this conspiracy, like, that, that I think is the scary part. Yeah. Well, I mean, scared if they ever actually followed up yeah. on it and got more story. It reminds yeah. me of the anim- Animorphs, because in the Animorphs mm-hmm. there's, like, this evil bug thing called a yerk that like cr- climbs into your ear and wraps itself around your brain and like so like con controls bugs? your shit yeah yeah Con's bugs are pretty scary that's fucking mm. horrifying why yeah. haven't we talked about that that's a good question that's a bad that's extremely well, i mean like if we're yeah but the thing is like that's not really a horror it's a horror concept but it's not really a horror episode because i feel like it's a movie it's a well, section yes. of a movie yes I don't know. I feel like, if well, we're I think gonna, you it's, actually it's just not, not what the movie's about. Bugs. If we're going to list <laughs> everything in Star Trek that is that is that is spooky or gross, we're going to be here a while. All right, all right. Well, we're all, we've already been here a while, so let's keep this moving. Um, so keeping along with like the existential terror stuff. Good, good. Um, so there is the the clowns episode. Yay! Um, the ending of that in particular, the, th- the thaw, the thaw, yeah. J- when when Janeway, when a hologram of Janeway is basically telling a computer program, "Hey, you're gonna die, pretty awful, isn't it?" Bye. Yeah, like that ending is way better than that episode deserved. Yeah, the yeah, rest what, of it's not it, scary. What, what's it like? He just says something like, "I'm scared." Yeah, and Janeway that, say, it doesn't Janeway say good? Like, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the incarnate. Fear incarnate. Right. Yeah. And what is it? That sounds like the plot to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah, and, how, and how scary you find that episode on the whole probably has to do with your opinion on clowns. True. I don't know. We also torture Harry a lot. And yeah, that's that's true. That yeah. I was gonna say true. if we uh, brought up every episode where <laughs> Harry was tortured, to, you <laughs> know, we'd be here. Or O'Brien. Oh. Um, Poor Miles. The the other existential horror episode is Course of Oblivion. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's so good. Yeah, that was yeah. Episode. So no good. matter that? every every that's the one I the hate and love. The Silver Bloods die. Oh, and that's yeah. it. Just and in the end, they they can't even be remembered. There's nothing. You know the yeah. the fact that they're just completely gone. We couldn't get the beacon out, so we're just gonna die. Yeah. Sad face. I liked this episode, but only the part where Neelix talks about the Talaxian ship. That's, <laughs> that's the, the only horror. That's the yeah. only horror in the story. It's not. No, I never even see it. We only hear his story. We yeah. have said it's not a scary horror episode per se, but uh, it's at least trying. Threshold is definitely a B fifties horror. That, yeah, movie. no, that no, that's yep. Complete with the lizard monster yep. kidnapping a woman to make yeah. his bride, except succeeding. Mm. Yes, upsettingly enough. <laughs> Uh, so this is very similar to the Data Bugs episode, but there's that episode where in a Voyager, when aliens are medically testing yeah, the, the, the entire crew. Oh, that one! Mm-hmm. Isn't that the, like the, the first episode alien. or something? Oh, no, no, you're talking about oh. the ones where they're like on the ship. They're yeah, cloaked, and they're like they're out of like phase. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so and Janeway's like having headaches because they've got like they got a, a literal device. strap to her head. I was thinking of how the caretaker like yeah. takes people Yeah, that's away. true. I mean, that's pretty yeah. body horror, too. Yeah. It's literally alien objection. I don't remember the name of that one. Damn it. And I can't find it quickly. So, so let's find it now. So, damn it. Um, ba-bum, bum, 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 what about bum. the other uh, alien that ended up on the on the Voyager ship in Macrocosm? 
Oh, no. <laughs> the bugs. No. The, the Fuck giant, that the giant uh, virus. Thing. I mean, the the, sh- the shots where they've got bugs flying out of the necks of the crew, like, there's some real awful shit. That, that really episode. wanted to be alien and really wasn't. Yeah. So, yes, another failure. Sometimes <laughs> just don't let the doctor heal you. Just let it go. <clears throat> you you host a virus bugs. Just just let it just drift off. Go to Stokecore. It's not an honorable death. <laughs> Yeah, but then you have to go on that stupid boat. The barge. God, that episode. I guess that could maybe be. Yeah. That episode sucks. <laughs> it is, that episode is a horror. It is not a horror episode. Other other scary things. Oh, we talked a while ago in DS9, uh, the adversary is basically the thing. Because yeah. anyone could be a changeling at any given time. Who, like, you cannot trust your friends. They will fucking kill you. Bastards. Was, was the wire episode with Garrick and was it The Wire the name of it? The Wire is the one where he's got he's getting headaches and yeah because he was addicted to yeah he's got like the the thing that turns off pain yeah and like but it's breaking down so it's killing him yeah that's That's, no that's that's just drama yeah Yeah. a good damn good episode but it is a really good episode we meet Tane we do that's right I just wanted to talk about The Wire something. No, it's a good... It's a, yeah, it's fair. Let's talk about our happiest episodes. Have you considered The Wire, maybe? Oh, duplicate. Teleporter duplicates? What about <laughs> The Wire? Maybe we could discuss that first. Um, what about the one uh, where uh, Barkley is seeing the aliens <gasps> yeah. in the transport? Oh, yeah. um, Teleporter and psychosis. Realm of Fear. Realm of Fear. Yeah. You know, we could probably have just looked at the episode titles and figured out which episodes <laughs> were horror. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but they like to tell you. It's more personal, though, because right. then you get to disclose what's creepy to you. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, one of one of the things I found really creepy was uh, the Voyager episode Coda, where Janeway dies. She's just dead. Mm. Uh, and she keeps, re- like, dying in new ways because an alien is trying to, like, harvest her soul. Mm-hmm. And she sees her dad who tries to make her go into the portal of madness. Yeah. But, but one he's of, just the death alien. But mm. the scariest scene in that episode is one of the death hallucinations that Janeway has in which she's in Med Bay. The doctor says, you have the phage. We can't cure you. Mm. So I'll just put you down. Oh, yeah. And he goes to murder her. And that's horrifying. Yeah. What a bad episode. I do agree. It's, it's not a good episode. I do agree it counts as horror. That is a scary a scene. bad episode. But yeah. I do feel like there has been a lot of like, oh yeah, that that episode though, oh boy. So yeah, they really don't succeed at horror often, I No, think. they're good at individual scenes. And I think yeah. the, the individual scenes that they're good at are mostly because of the the shot setup, the way that, you know, the, the way that the scene looks and feels and not necessarily because of the writing. Yeah. There's like... There's definitely at least one Enterprise I'm thinking of that wants to be a horror episode. Oh, is it Impulse? Which one's that? That's the one with the zombies. That's the zombie, oh, the Jake, zombie Vulcans. Jake and I just rewatched oh, Impulse. Oh, I forgot about that one. That and one's probably boy, it's bad. stupid. What is it? There's, there's one... Yeah, it's yeah. an Enterprise There's episode. one where a bunch of people wind up in this weird alien jizz web. Oh, and the jizz web. pretty bad, too, from what I recall. Um... Anything involving a jizz oh, website. Well, it's not yeah. literally. The episode with the dream aliens. That people's nightmares were manifesting. Well, I guess they weren't always nightmares. Which, which show? This happens Sorry, a lot. Voyager, you're right. Yeah, Feels Voyager. Like a couple it's, it's, the dream, it's the aliens that are all like, they're, they literally sleep. Oh, yeah. Waking moments, the, I think. Yeah. How about uh, one Voyager? Oh, one. that's a good Where one. Is that the yeah. one with Everyone's the... in stasis. Oh, and... no, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, they named a character nine. one later, but which was a mistake. Yeah. 
Seven of Nine is is hallucinating a bunch of shit. Yeah, and it's just it. her and the doc. That's a good one. Yeah, because that's because that's yeah that's a psychological horror. That's yeah. all mental stuff. Granted, and then there, and then there's a creepy guy wandering around the ship. Yeah, she, yeah she there's, there's a serial killer on board who turns out to not really be there. Oh, uh, what do we think about uh, Ira Graves' space whale adventure? Hmm. What? Uh. <laughs> oh. The space whale that eat that tries to the, eat the ship, the, and oh. everybody ends up in dreams of some everyone kind. Everyone ends up in a dream, yeah, stuck in, in happy dreams, but they're actually then being eaten by yeah. a space whale. I guess could qualify, maybe. Chris is horrified. It's, he does not like whales. Uh, I don't think it's meant to be scary, though. It's Moby, no, I mean, it's Moby, no, I mean, Moby Dick in space with dreams. Yeah, it's. What about uh, the one with Seven of Nine's parents? They're just horrible parents. Yeah, the worst. Well, but like, doesn't she then like, she like runs into her dad at the end of the episode? Is that is that not that episode? There's a different episode. That there's the one episode where she kind of like. There's the episode where the Borg Queen taunts her by showing her her dad is a drone, and then she blows him up. <laughs> Rightly so. Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. I, I think it know. might be might be what you're thinking of because mm. I think it's the only time. Her parents are shown, or at least well, well, we the dad see, has a Borg. Yeah, that, we don't see. We, that's the only time we see him as a Borg. We, there's the flashback episode, the Raven, we, the Raven, where we learn about how they became Borg. Yeah, I think you're thinking of um, is it Dark Frontier? Probably. Yeah, I think it's Dark Frontier with the Borg Queen, where Ogma plays the father. Yeah, yeah, basically, anytime, anytime there are Borg around, there's creepy. Yeah, factor. yeah. I was actually just about to. I don't think this counts, but there's the episode where. Um, Seven of Nine starts seeing the memories of everyone she assimilated. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, and, that one sucks. But, I, but, I mean, I'm, mostly, good, but, but I'm mostly thinking about, like, the scene where, like, Tuvok goes in there, and he's just surrounded and overwhelmed by, like, people on a board cube. But yeah. I, don't, I, don't recall if the, I don't recall if the rest of the episode was creepy Well, and the scary. problem is, that scene also just goes on way too long. Right. Yeah. Like, at first, it's like, yeah, okay, and then he's like, okay, <laughs> are we still doing this? I, oh, we are. Oh, okay. Mm. In the same way that Borg episodes are always creepy, I think Vidian episodes are always creepy. Yeah. Just because the implications are fucking horrible. Actually, like, yeah, they're, they're first one where it's like, we just stole your lungs. He did. Oh, That's God. fucking horrifying. No, the, the, the episode where Bolana gets split and the Vidian mm. steals the face of oh, one yeah. of the guys. We oh. thought you'd like us better if we wore your friend's face. What a weirdo. Yeah. Like that, I, I feel like that character, I, I don't know if like it all counts as horror because it's supposed to be more of a character examination of Bolana. But like that guy like just takes so much of that episode and just is horror. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the Vidians are just fucking monsters. Mm. Except, for that, except for the doctor's girlfriend. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's she okay. Good. There's probably a lot of nice Vidians. Probably. We just we only just, ever met the one. Yeah. Would have been interesting to see more like her. Mm. I have one more on my list that isn't like new, new Trek, which w- may make the blog. We'll see. TBD. Uh, but it's a TNG episode. It's Frame of Mind, which is one, which is one of our favorite Riker episodes where he's in the madhouse. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Because that's one where it's like, what is reality? Yeah. It's, it's one of those like, was, mental horror I was things. confusing that one with Future Imperfect. <laughs> yeah, no, that one, yeah, that one's not horror. Frame of Mind yeah. is pretty, pretty creepy. And, yeah, and yeah. in the yeah. same realm, the one where O'Brien is not really in prison. Oh, yeah, interesting. It's, it's a good existential for Oh, yeah. Especially like when he's being... Hard time, yeah. Hunted by his, or like he keeps seeing his dead friend. Yeah. Mm. Hallucinating him. Who he killed. I, I, think, mm. I think enough of... Enough of that horrible experience carries over into the rest of the episode in my count as horror. 
Yeah, I could see that. I see you could definitely make an argument for it. Oh, well, I'm what about, out, what about when we're in, um, <laughs> this terrible episode? Oh, good. That's uh, the best kind. When we have to go hunting around in Sloane's mind. Oh, oh, I just watched that. Oh, that one's awful. Oh, what is that, Extreme Measures? Yeah. God, no, that I that hate one is, that No, episode. that's absolutely a meet-cute between O'Brien and Bashir. <laughs> so, Are they going, do you think they're going for horror with any of that? Like, I what think, the fuck is that? I think they're going, it's like thriller probably more yeah. than horror. I don't think the writers had any idea what they were going for. Because, like, like, the first scene in the brain is, like, he's, like, having the party, and he's just like, hey, guys, how's it going? The O'Brien replicant episode retroactively becomes kind of existential horror, but is a thriller mm-hmm. yeah. until the reveal. That, yeah. So it's... That one's a little tricky. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. And again, it is more like horror in retrospect yeah. when you find out what's going on. Yeah. The episode where um, they're trying to build the Millennium Gate. <laughs> no! God damn it, Jay. I was fucking horrified after seeing that episode. I was horrified that we'd see any more of Henry Jane Wayne. We all know the ultimate Star Trek horror episode. Is the magics of Megas Two because it literally has the devil in it. Mm. What about the, what about devils? Do we have uh, Ardra? <laughs> Bem, Bem is Bem is just, horrifying. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that is body horror, right? Like it's so. pieces, Yikes. and he thinks it's just dandy. Right. Well, I'm scared out of my wits, so I'm gonna get I... us out of here. So yeah, you can probably see what the hell other scary moments we found. I, I put up some really spooky uh, screenshots on our Tumblr of these episodes. You can check them out. Captain David S. Pumpkins. Links links God. below, or just go to sshbpodcast.com, see the tumbles, do the thing. Next week, holy crap, guys, we are wrapping season six next week. What? With a, a two-parter that leads into season seven. It'll be Unimatrix Zero, parts one and two. Definitely come back next week for that. It'll be top-bottom three time. It'll be a good time for everybody. Uh, that's that. What else do we do? We do Facebook. We do Twitter. That's been it. I'm going to go hide under the bed now. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Spooky Jake. I got nothing. This is Chris. I'm the ghost of James. Oh, I died! I have been dead the whole time! Tell Bev! Ooh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair yeah. enough. If you're into it, then okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's, we'll tell her. That's nice. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs>